What's going on, Radio First Fan listeners, and welcome to episode 129 of the Radio First Fan podcast, a gaming podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. You want to say what's going on, Derek? Hey, Macarena. And he's got himself a Pepsi, and I got a Dr. Pepper. Neither sponsors of the Radio First Fan podcast. So. Well, it could totally be. Yeah. Man. If you're out there listening, any Absolutely. of those any of those corporate listeners, just go ahead and shoot us a shoot us. We'll go to Atlanta. We'll go check it out. Uh, anyway, we also got Powerful Scott. Don't say what's going on, Scott. What's up? And a disappointed in me, Ryan. Don't say what's going on, Ryan. Why am I disappointed in you? Because <laughs> your frozen face on Skype <laughs> looks oh, yeah. so disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like It's not a Ron Swanson disappointed, but it's more disappointed than like Ben Franklin. It's like if your boss were to tell you, this is the exact face, if your boss said, hey, uh, Kyle just quit. We need you to put in an extra four hours. That's the face you would give. Like, I'm going to do it, but Jesus. Fuck I don't think you know much. how much money I make with overtime. I'd be fucking dancing. Like, <laughs> Elated. <laughs> I wish a Kyle would quit every day. And, <laughs> and you know that you have a package waiting for you at the house. Like, or... <laughs> Like a print that's supposed to finish right when you get home. You you know when you check that USPS delivery confirmation, it said uh, no no uh, person present at the house, signature required, and you're okay. planning. That's disappointing. <laughs> and, it's like a fr- that. and it's a Friday. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. And you could have. <laughs> you're like, I won't have to go on my lunch. I'll go after work. There'll be plenty of time to get to son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Man, that's the worst. <laughs> For real, I hate when I see that fucking note. Well. Yeah. So anyway, we got a good show for you guys. Uh, we're going to be doing our normal hobby progress and updates. We're going to talk a little bit about the Weekender stuff, some of the stuff that got dropped there, and then uh, go through some emails. Shouldn't be too crazy. Who wants to start off with uh, what they've been up Hang to? On. we got to do classes first. Oh, Ryan's going to talk about some classes as well. Good, Ryan. Well, we want to talk about... War, so we got a War Games camp update. We're at 25 people for War Games Ugh. camp. So we need to sell 10 more tickets to get to that minimum before May 12th. So don't screw around, people. If we don't get to the minimum, it doesn't happen. So uh, hang on. So I started a Facebook page. If you guys do a search on Facebook for the battle barn and you find the battle barn in uh, Martinsville, Indiana. I have all of the events that are going on at the barn up there on the Facebook page now. So we have the circle city GT, which is may 4th through 5th, which is a uh, Warhammer 40 K tournament. Then we have Matt Kane's advanced brush skills and character painting class. Um, that is May 22nd through May 26th. There's still tickets available for that. It's going to be an awesome class. We're about a little more than half sold out of that. I think we sold 11 tickets or 12 tickets, and there's only 20 spots. Uh, and then I have a 3D printing class with the powerful fabricator general himself, John Stanford. And that is March 9th and 10th. And that one's only 50 bucks. I've only sold two tickets so far. 
but I haven't really advertised it. So we're actually officially selling tickets for that. So if you want tickets, just uh, email me at uh, ryan at warhammer30k.com and I'll hook you up. It's 50 bucks for two days instruction, all hands-on. You can bring your laptop, John will get you some software on there, and it'll be a pretty badass class. I'm just going to see John, you know, maybe potentially kill someone in their sleep again. That was awesome. Yep. <laughs> yep. Scott's going. So right now it's me, Scott, my wife, and old Jim. Vince. Vince will go. <laughs> old Jim. Old, old Jim. Old Jim. Him. I can't um, imagine he's going to go fucking learn how to 3D print. Yeah. Just adding, adding another weapon to his arsenal of... That's Jim. So the other thing we got is the Cult of Paint class, which the Indiana League sold out. So why don't you talk about the Texas League, Michael? Sell some Texas tickets. What's the fuck? What the fuck's up with you Texans? Can't sell no tickets. Hey man, what's uh? Texas is pretty busy, man. We got uh. <laughs> so we have the Cult of Paint class going up. Uh, let me go ahead and pull up the date. It's going to be held at Atomic Hobbies. So that's going to be right about 30 minutes from the airport, uh, the in Atomic Houston? Hobby Shop. Yeah, in Houston, Texas. Sorry about that. Uh, let me go ahead and get the – I think it's $250 to go to it, and it's going to be hosted by powerful Henry Steele himself. And it is a two-day course. It's going to be the uh, infantry and then tank. And I don't think he requires you to – like have uh i don't think it requires you to to paint warhammer models specifically but i do know that it is you gotta uh, get models approved you gotta get models approved from him uh it's going to be uh april 26th through the 28th it says it's in cypress texas but it's actually in houston i think it's just a, it's a giant city now so they just ate all the other little cities but I don't know. It's uh, I know Henry's supposed to be coming on here pretty soon to talk it up, and then he's also supposed to be jumping on the like uh, so Atomic Hobby Shop. If you guys know of FMP War Gamers uh, from YouTube, that is their home base. Like that's their shop. They all opened up together, and so you might see some Henry on there as well on FMP pushing pushing that class. But yeah. you're going right, Derek? Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. This is going to be uh, Adepticon next month, and then Cult of Paint the month after, and then potentially War Games Camp the month after that. So it's going to be kind of tight, but I'll try to swing it. Uh, well, War Games Camp is a while. It's in September. It's in September. Oh, I thought it was May. That's when the that's when. Oh, that's the deadline for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the deadline to reach the minimum people to see whether it actually happens or not. It was something else that happened in May then. Oh, I'm sure I'll remember. That's if, good. If not, I couldn't have been seriously planning on going anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, Atomic Hobby Shop, Cypress, Texas, April 26th to the 28th. That actually sounds like a three-day class. It's not a two-day class. It is three days. Yeah. So, I got one day with Henry Steele. Oh, no, I got two days with Henry Steele. And I felt like it changed my game forever. So I can only imagine what a third day, Tim teaching me infantry. God, I hate it painting infantry so much as well. You can be unstoppable. Yeah. 
So while we were talking about War Gamers Camp, I can tell you guys. Hang on, it's loading. Loading. The date. If it'll load. Ah, there it is. Okay. So it's September twelfth through the fifteenth. Starts at eight a.m. on Thursday and ends at six p.m. on Sunday. And it's in Indianapolis, Indiana. And if you want to know all the details of Wargamer Camp, find go to Wargamer Camp on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. It's a closed page, so just ask to be invited or ask to be approved or whatever. We'll approve you. And it has all the information on there of what the events, the rough end of the events will be, um, all the information about the venue, how to get tickets, all that stuff. If you have any other questions, you can email me at ryan at warhammer3k.com. So Big bada boom. It's all the events and stuff. I'm pretty pumped about that Battle Barn Facebook page, man. Get to schedule everything up there. I got like a a calendar schedule going on so I can keep track of everybody running events out of it. It's happening. It's a real thing. Battle Barn's live. Sort of. <laughs> It should be done in a week. We should be moving tables and hobby shit over to the barn in a week. I'm uh, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like filled in with tables and shit like that. It's going to look like a room full of hobby shit. It's one big room. One big fucking room. 32 by 56 room. Mm-mm-mm. What's the first event that's going to happen there right now? Um, I think John's 3D printing class. Unless you beat it with dust stuff. No, it's not happening. <laughs> There's no possible way. Okay, Are you going to so use a champagne bottle to christen it? Everybody keeps asking that. I don't know. We could, I guess. Who knows? You should. <laughs> you should use like a... <laughs> Like a resin warhound to christen. <laughs> there, I did it so nobody else would. The old, the old uh, dreadnought drop pods. <laughs> yeah, no, Scott, the one he hated. We could just gronk spike it right off the fucking front of the barn. <laughs> <laughs> to the first, <laughs> to the first resin model be to be broken in this, in this place. It'd be beautiful. So. Yep. All right. So that's all the advertising bullshit out of the way. Oh, I was on the uh, Road to Damnation podcast. So check those guys out. Go over and listen to their podcast. Not just because I was on there, but because they're funny dudes anyway. But I was on there. What did you talk about? Um, Mainly the cold paint class. Because sh- there's three, I think three of the uh, Road to Damnation guys are coming to the indie leg of the cold of paint class. <clears throat> so we talked a lot about that. And then they also just talked about general 30 K stuff. Mm. Did you feel like you couldn't contribute? Like, did you feel like, well, I guess nothing really has changed in 30 K since you stopped playing. Um, well, I don't know. I just stopped kinda, following as hard. Yeah, I don't, I, it's very, like, I still have my models and shit, but it's, like, so far in the background for me. Like, I don't... I just kind of... People talk about rules and shit, and I just ignore it anymore. Let's go on. I get you. I get you. So what you been working on besides that? What's uh, What you've been hobbying on? 
Oh, so we're going to the hobby progress? Yeah, dude. So I have actually been working on 3K stuff. I've, I've finishing. I've got done building all of my Black Shield stuff uh, for Sweden for that uh, um, Centurion list that I have to build for Sweden. So I had to add 10 Assault Marines, 4 Javelins, and was it 10 Assault Marines, 4 Javelins, and uh, 6 Jet Bikes to my Black Shields army. So I got all that built except for putting the crew in the 4 Javelins. Like the Javelins are built, but the crew aren't put together yet. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. So I did that. I've been printing a lot of mechs. Um, just for other people. I printed two for Shane over there at Road to Damnation. Um, I've printed two for Chris Duncan. Who else? I print, printed one for Ben from Australia. Um, I don't know. Just printing people wanting mechs or whatever. Just been printing them. So, been printing a bunch of that kind of stuff. Getting better at 3D printing. Uh, I... Wanted to get another faction for Dust, because right now I just have a bunch of Axis stuff. So I've decided I wanted to do uh, Marines, US, USMC, the Marine Corps for the Allies. Crazy Jimmy. And so... My shit they Mac. I, uh, I just bought the premium infantry, because I'm over painting infantry. If I don't have to paint infantry, I'm good. So I just bought a bunch of premium infantry. <laughs> the vehicles I like painting, so... I'm buying just the primed vehicles and painting them myself. So I ordered, well, I just ordered three vehicles from Michael. So he's supposed to ship them as soon as this podcast is done. So uh, as soon as I get those, I'll start working on those. Uh, and then I worked on some BattleTech stuff, just some little BattleTech miniatures for my mercenaries. And I've been actually more than anything, I've been playing a lot of games because right now the barn. I mean, if you count that as hobby progress, I insulated an entire barn, rented a blowing machine, blew an insulation, all that shit. So, I mean, that was a lot of work doing that. Um, when it was ne- like negative fucking Oof. like 22 out or whatever, Siberian weather, I was literally up in the attic blowing insulation in that. And then Chris Duncan was bro- uh, blow me ground level, freezing his balls off too. So. Woof. <laughs> I do for real. <laughs> Yeah. I wish I lived closer because I would have been there helping too. That it was been just hilarious because like, it was such literally a fun thing like after work. the like coldest it's been here and like I don't know how it was fucking like colder here than Antarctica and that was the day we chose to blow in insulation. We didn't actually choose to do it that day. The drywallers screwed us over and they were supposed to do it the Friday before and then they said they couldn't because of reasons and then they said they'd be out Sunday and then they didn't come out on Sunday and then they kept dragging their feet, so they finally made it out, what was it, Tuesday? And then on Tuesday, they uh, hung the insulation on the, or the drywall for the ceiling, so that, uh, so, or no, it was Monday. So Monday, they hung the drywall, so then Tuesday, uh, I got up there to blow it in, and we bought 100 bags of blow-in, and we used all 100 bags, and we're eight bags short. And we didn't get done till 10.30 at night, so there was no place to go get the last eight bags. So I was like, are you kidding me? 
So I had to go to work, get up at five in the morning, go to work and then get off work just to, and then go buy more insulation. Or actually, Emily did while I was at work. And we had to go back out there and then drag everything back out to blow in eight more bags and then take the machine back. Damn. Fuck. I would have just used, like, snow at that point. <laughs> pack snow in there? That probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just pack Works a bunch of snow. right? Yeah, that's how they do it. Just packing peanuts. <laughs> Dude, for real. It's yeah. like the one thing you can't substitute. I would have Googled, ran out of insulation, what could I use? And some dude would be like, well, can you buy paper? Yeah, newspaper? Crumple up a bunch newspaper. of paper. Yeah. Do you have some old carpet lying around? <laughs> well, the house doesn't need carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Don't, don't put that paper next to the electrical outlets. <laughs> Dude, so, so as it sits right now, the drywall is hung and jointed, but not sanded. They still need to sand it. All of the insulation is done, including the blow-in, and all the electricals roughed in, and the outlets and everything are in the walls. The lighting, he put the actual like light socket in with just temporary bulbs, so that if they get drywall mud or whatever on them, it doesn't fuck up my really nice like 5,000 kV daylight fucking mega bulbs for the painting shit. That are like twenty some dollars a piece or whatever. So, uh, so anyway, it's it's ready to go. Like all all I basically got to do is come sand the drywall, and then I'm gonna paint. I'm just painting the walls white. Uh, So I just they just need to sand, then I can paint, and then the electrician will come back and hang all the actual fixtures, which should only take a day, and then it's done. The Battle Barn is almost ready. It's super exciting. That is yeah. super exciting. So as far as playing games, I played a couple games of Zone Mortalis with Jim. Because um, he's he's playing at Adepticon. He's playing Zone Mortalis. He's not played a lot. So we've been playing. I've been playing a couple practice games with him and helping him with lists. Uh, then I played... I taught Nick. I played like a, a demo, demo game of Battletech with Nick where he actually got to use his Jade Falcons which was fun. I shot the head off of his Jade Hawk with an ace awesome. 20 off my fucking hunchback. It's hilarious. I love it. He talks so much shit. I love it when things like that happen to him. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's funnier than shooting a mech in the head with an AC 20. I guess a heavy Goss rifle is a little funnier, but if you don't have one of those, an AC 20 is the next best thing, I guess. Um, so that was a fun game. We just played like, I think he had, let's see, I had four mechs. I think he had three. It's three mechs versus four mechs, something like that. Um, we just all played, we played three, four pilots by three, four. And then um, I played, I taught my wife and my cousin Jessica how to play Dust. So they played Dust last night. Jessica brought her dogs over and we set up like the, the two mat grid system like you would. Like most people play tournament wise with dust up in the the kitchen, upstairs. and I taught them how to play dust, and they both seemed to like it. And then my buddy John came over today. And we, I basically did the same thing with him. We played hmm. a little. Um, That's fucking badass. I so saw y'all's terrain. Dude, y'all's terrain looked fucking great. Yep. So that was just. Uh, so I taught three new people how to play dust. It's pretty funny because Emily, like, I always make her play games every once in a while I'll be like hey you're gonna play this and she like rolls her eyes and then she'll play it so I made her play dust against Jessica they played the game whatever 
And then Emily's been asking me questions about it for two days. Like, so if I wanted to play, can I just take whatever I want? Like, is there like a way to build? Like I have to take this before I take this or whatever. And then she likes alien stuff. So I told her they were going to be adding aliens soon. So we just, she was wanting pictures of the alien stuff. Cause that's a real. So how they get you. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if she's going to play or not, but she's been asking questions. Normally she doesn't ask questions. So, so that's pretty much it. Been playing a lot of games, playing a lot of dust, playing a lot of Biotech, playing a little bit of 30 K zone. Mortality. Mm-hmm. Mostly small games. I haven't played a big game of 30 K since war games camp. I've only played like Centurion and ZM. Excuse me. Yes. Oh yeah. So in the dream. That's pretty awesome, dude. I'm excited that you're getting people into dust. It sounds like uh sounds like old uh Gregor is gonna have to start recognizing Indiana as a new hot spot for the old Dusteroonie. Well the game club guys like Jacob had a bunch of stuff from when it was Warfare. Yeah, yeah, he uh I saw him ch- trading a bunch of stuff for for Dust. Uh, is he playing U.S. Marine Corps as well, or just Allies? Just I don't know exactly, but he's playing Allies. And then his roommate Alex, who plays here too, he's picking up a bunch of Axis stuff. And then our buddy James got into Mythos, so he's playing Mythos. Um, and then obviously I got some Axis, and I'm starting some Allies. And then Chris plays SSU, so. A lot of the guys in the club are starting to pick it up and play. I mean, it's it's fun game. I think as far as a battle game, like what I consider a battle game, where you know, like where you play with several units and several vehicles, and you have about as many miniatures as you do in like a game of Warhammer or something like that. I think Dust has the best rule set as for a battle game. Wow. <laughs> and Ryan really is a go-to guy on that one, considering he plays almost every game. And I mean, what do you think? I mean, as far as the rules, I mean, obviously, just like any game, there's like a few little things that need FAQ or a few little grayers. But I mean, I'm when as far as like a hybrid of it plays fast and it's streamlined and it's easy to teach people, but it's still actually tactical and makes sense and is fun to play. It's not just like pushing toys around and rolling dice, really. Like there's actually thought that can go into it. Um, I mean, you can play it like pushing toys around, rolling dice, but if you actually want to measure skill against someone else, it's still very tactical because of the alternating activations um, and the fact that the way that each unit gets two actions, you have to determine the order in which they happen. And then you got the fact that not everything can hurt. I mean, everything can hurt everything in close combat, but it's not a reliable way to deal damage. Like when you're talking shooting, you still have to get the proper matchup because there's cut, there's hard cutoffs where like machine guns can't hurt a fucking, you know, tank two or three or whatever no yeah i'm on the same boat man uh i like that basically they've removed like yes there is the whole not like you could be limited to stuff that your gun could hurt like it's like your gun will not do anything against that tank and but i like how if it can do something it's not like you're limited to well my ballistic skill is this so there's a chance it's just like everything's just straightforward like either one-third possibility or two-third possibility there's no fucking like one-sixth ability or you know it's it's like straight up just like keeps the game moving and all that jazz like i think what makes it like 
you know, when you're playing Warhammer, you, you think to yourself, like, what is the possibility that I can do damage to this? And then I'm going to give myself like a 75% chance that I can destroy this unit and all that stuff. Because dust, dust is so simplified and like everything's in thirds, you can do the math really fast in your head. And because you can do that math real fast in your head, like you make decisions really quickly. You're like, okay, I know this guy's, they're going to like, there's like 100% chance they're going to kill this fucking unit unless I roll really bad. And because I'm sustained firing, yeah, it's it's totally gonna fucking happen. And because you can make that decision super fast, you're just like, okay, this is gonna do, this is gonna happen here. Roll the dice, they're dead. Okay, and game just like fucking. Well, flows. there's not really a bunch of modifiers and shit either. You don't have to yeah. go like, this marine has this ballistic skill, but these seekers are higher, but then these guardsmen are lower. And when you're trying to teach people to play, you're like, these guys hit on threes, and these guys hit on fours, and these guys hit on fives. And then this needs, like in Dust, it's like all you need is faction symbols to do anything. That's all you're looking for is faction symbols. You just look at this little chart. You you pick what gun you're shooting versus what their defense rating is, and you roll that many dice. And then you look for faction symbols. And if you have a special ability, sometimes you'll look for faction symbols plus shields or faction symbols plus cross arrows. That's it. That's the fucking game. That's the whole game. Yeah, so like if you're shooting nine shots chances are three of them are going to hit like that's just like right and then if you're sustained firing six of them are possibly going to hit and i like that they got rid of which i'm a big fan of this anyway i'm tired of games where it's like roll for this and then once you hit roll to wound and then one then they get a save and it's like roll after roll after roll i like that dust is like i roll these dice i get this many successes and then if you get a save at all you roll the dice and you just cancel out successes for each one you get and that's it then what's left over? It's kind of like how Dark Age is, where it's just I roll dice once and then you roll dice once. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a fun game. I I think hide advantage needs to get looked at, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I love my fucking uh, rocket pack German dudes. They're real easy to get height advantage with. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet. I bet. They need to. They need to like either really kind of take another look at that, or really buff transports. Or both. If they can do both, that'd be even better. They need to do something with transports, because now there's, like, right now there's fucking no purpose in taking a transport. kind of nope. sucks. I still do it, just because I like doing it, but they are pure shit. <laughs> yeah. Pure shit. But, no, yeah, I, just... I, I'm really enjoying Dust as a battle game. And then Battletech, I've, I'm just really enjoying the fluff and, like, paint models and shit. I've read two or three more novels at work. I'm reading one right now called Double Blind. That's a damn good book. It's really, really good. It's about a small Merc unit called Avanti's Angels. He's in a like a He was born in the He's a he's a Steiner dude, he's a Lyran Commonwealth, but the planet he's from, he's like from an Italian family. So that he's got it's got like an Italian theme to what he does, I guess. Um <laughs> All right. <laughs> they yeah. pasta a lot, or yeah, <laughs> like, just like say it. drunk. Is what he is drunk it? all the time? What is this where you shit on Vince a lot, Scott? Does he fucking beat up his wife. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to see like what Italian tropes, like 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 how do you describe the and he. He grabbed his hand. He he touched his two tip fingers, his pointer finger and his middle finger to his thumb, and shook and it in front of him. Shook it in front of him. Like, how do you describe that in the book? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, he's 
he's a he's got an he's from like an Italian culture slash descent in the book, which is kind of neat because like it's neat that BattleTech touches on a lot of that that some of that still makes it through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's something for everybody. It makes like, you fucking way more relatable, you know, because it's grounded in like things that we can relate to and understand in our own reality, kind of. Right. So like if like like I said, there's this one whole book series about a southwestern themed fucking mercenary unit. So if you're like into like Apache Indians and Mexicans and Texans, you got a whole fucking mercenary legion that's exactly that. Fuck man, who isn't? <laughs> Yeah, they're hilarious. <laughs> so I looked up Italian TV tropes. A really way of of doing it is having the character simply speak English, but with a heavy accent and with an unstressed us tacked onto the end of random words, such as, give her the ugly kid a piece of the red crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Lord. Do they write like that? Is the book written like no, that? No, it's not written like that. <laughs> It's like, oh, he's Italian. For whatever <laughs> reason, in the BattleTech books, as far as I can tell, the only accent that they ever like actually write the book with the accent is Scottish. Have you noticed that, Scott? Oh yeah, that is weird. Yeah, the Northwind Highlander guys. You know, them and just like yeah, like anybody from Northwind or from Caledonia, they write with like a fucking Scottish burr. <laughs> but everybody else, they're just like, this is a Russian descended dude, or this is a Japanese dude, or this is whatever. But they don't like write like you know the like they that like they have an accent and do the book. Who's the guy from Samurai Jack? Oh, the Angry Scotsman. The Angry with Scotsman. The machine gun leg. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that he has a name. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's how I imagine all Scottish accents are, which is like the fat bastard accent, which is yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this double blind book's really good. I think I'm probably a third, maybe halfway through it. It's pretty cool because it's like the first time in the novel series in the overarching story arc that the Word of Blake is actually doing Word of Blake stuff. Just a Scotsman. Terrorism and shit. Yep, like behind the scenes, fucking crazy espionage and often people and doing their little dirty word of Blake tricks. So, and it's got a lot of the key players that are like become really big key players in the Jihad, like, uh, Cameron St. James and people like that are in it. It's pretty neat. So anywho, that's what I've been doing. How about you guys? Wow. Okay. Uh, so the guy, the Scotsman from Samurai Jack, is voiced by John DiMaggio. Bender. And yeah, he's uh, he's Bender as well as he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, he he. Uh, but most importantly, he's the lead penguin in Madagascar. Nice. Easily my favorite penguin. Yeah, <laughs> of all of all penguins, like he's got a little. That penguin has a little something that the other penguins don't have. It's like an extra gear, really. <laughs> so anyway uh derek why don't you tell us what you've been working on buddy well uh i'm i've got that wing modded up for cody in uh tinkercad did you send me the link for that yeah which you need to get that printed up and see how close i got it and then just gotta tweak it a little bit and we should be good to bolt that shit on so have you have you Put on that wing, that not the wing, the like fuselage area, the like bracket. Is that on there now? Is it glued? Uh, it's about to be. 
I think we're going to knock that out tomorrow. Uh, there's just one little part that I need to adjust with a saw, and then it'll fit on perfect. Dude, Ryan, you, you kind of missed last time we recorded, but Derek had the piece next to the piece that he modeled up. Derek's got a talent. Yeah, apparently two days in Tinkercad, and I've I'm just started to do some wild shit with it. <laughs> and next, next thing you know, he's open for business. That's what people keep telling me. <laughs> It's uh it's pretty funny, man. It's so it's okay, so we were actually talking about this today and I figured I'd fucking bring it up right now because so there's that company on Facebook right now, and all you people who are listening to us who like possibly still play thirty K or forty K and you're in nights, go check out the Facebook group Legio Models or Legio Models. It's L E G I O models. Dude, these guys within the past month they have made Four different upgrade kits to knights. They have made like four different weapon kits for knights. And what they do is they fucking send it off to the 3D printers and then they resin cast it. And like, dude, they get me like, they get, they, they get to, like, dude, like, I don't, I didn't, I like knights, you know, but I never really wanted a full night house until i saw some of these damn models they released and it's crazy to me that oh my oh god what the, dude what is that the sanguinary oh armor kit that's so fucking nice so i just <laughs> opened their facebook page and they <laughs> totally just shit on me with a new fucking kit that i would buy that right now if if you had a night if i had a night to put it on i do have night to put it on too though <laughs> Like, this is the Nuns of Battle Armor kit. Like, it's so fucking crazy to me that, like, this third-party company is fucking just, like, slamming out these night kits faster than one after Forge the World or GW Main possibly could even hope for. Like, even if they had, like, a like a, a special request, like, hey, we're going to go ahead and model and all this stuff, like, I don't think they could even keep up with this kind of, like, level of production that, like, it's just crazy to me. It's like, this is, like, like you, Derek... You had to model a 3D wing out of necessity, and now it it was like modeled and printed all within a week of each other. Yeah. Like, I'm sending you these so that hey, remember that game hate that I backed. Yep. Yep. The the models have shipped, and these are ones that people have actually gotten. So these are the real legit models that you get in the mail and you open them up. Look at the detail on those. Motherfucker. You get them painted. No, no, no. That those are James McKenzie's. He already started painting his. Maca can print oh. that good. No, 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 no. That's that's a game from Cool Mini or Not called Hate that we backed on Kickstarter a year ago, and those are the miniatures that were delivered. Yeah, but the ones you just sent me, the painted ones, he painted those. Yeah, they're not even done yet. Dude, those look so fucking good painted. Have you never seen Maca's paint stuff? No, not. He's like legit like mega legit painter he just so you paint, know man he is yeah he is fuck but he can paint <laughs> jesus christ so you see you see all those models like Jeez. you see all the little infantry models and then you go and they got the bigger model sitting on top of the little infantry models yeah so you get a board game plus all those models plus like three books plus some other shit and some terrain for 125 dollars so we we did the math. You basically these dust or these uh hate models that you're seeing when you I mean look at the detail on them. 
they were less than two dollars a model. They were like a dollar fifty a model. And they're resin or what? They're plastic. Man, dude, not only is that's bonkers. That's plastic injection just fucking killing it right now. But also you have people who can just rip stuff up. I can't do these little companies because the, the bar has been brought like, like the bar level entry for like creating your own models has been brought so close and so low Dude, technology has just made it. Hell yeah. Well, here, let me send you these, Michael. These are ones that Maca just did. They're like a weird undead tree people race. Uh, I hate it, dude. Fucking hate it. So nice. Damn, those are rad as fuck. Yeah, that's dope. I like the one with the skeleton caught up in the tree. AKA all of them. Oh my god, <laughs> look at that wing. Good for you, Derek. Thank you. I'm gonna print it on its side so it doesn't look like total dog shit. That that sounds like a good idea. But yeah, so with any amount of luck, we're only gonna have to do this like one more time after I tweak the little bits that I fucked up on. On but, this? Yeah. Granted, I don't know that I fucked up on anything, but I won't know until I'm actually holding it. I'll be like, oh, the whole thing is just fucked. You can make it work. Prepare. You know, the guy who sculpted these hate miniatures is the guy who used to sculpt the Primarchs for Forge World. Why'd he, he stop? They didn't pay him. Wait, what about your little thing here? They said, oh, okay. That's reversible. Yeah, yeah, he's got plenty of those. Okay, Sokar Wing is so Sokar Wing is now a geocode, and it is going to my printer, which has been running this entire time <laughs> since you left. <laughs> it's oh. just been sitting there, just waiting for this file. But because I have OctoPrint, I can log into it right now. I can still connect it. So I can go ahead Pop and right upload the STL I just made. Hey, can we talk more shit about Vince that he can't defend himself since he's not here right now? Yes, you want to do that, dude, Scott? That's the best time, man. Okay, so <laughs> let's 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 do this. So Vince is the kind of guy who is one of those dudes that would buy an AR-15 having never fired a gun before or never seen a gun before, and then go through the cheaper-than-dirt catalog and just buy every accessory for said weapon. And hang it on the gun where it weighs about 47 pounds. And you just got like three laser sights and a fucking pistol grip that turns on a flashlight and a barrel heat shroud and like three bayonet lugs and shit. That's what he did to his 3D printer. He bought nice. like 9,000 fucking add-on things to this 3D printer and stuck it on this 3D printer. And he's like throwing all these words at me. Like, I, I have, have a this and this. And I don't even know what any of this shit he's talking about. But then he's like, hey man... I'm trying to print this and it's not printing it won't stick to the plate. And I'm like trying to go through all these problem things and it turns on he he didn't even click like build supports. So he's just like trying to print oh, shit. Oh yes. <laughs> Fucking hideous ass Game of Thrones chair. Yeah. I was I was like, what happened there, bud? <laughs> I was like, who, who 
Like, what? <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to shit on you, Vince. I mean, I am, but I'm not. It's all with love. Or as they say where he's from, I'm a printing a really shit But anyway, where is it? Um. I'll get you help, Vince. Well, you're going to come to this class, so we'll get you help regardless, yeah. but I'm going to try to help you over oh, the phone or whatever to get it right. Dude, there's but, no supports, oh and it's my. just like like Z-wobble and everything. It's just... It looks I'm, like the it looks like his nozzle's under-extruding. Like, uh, you know how you can like see through it? Like, it's that weird... They make pills for that. Well, you see how it's stringing everywhere? So that means it's he's not like... like <sighs> it's alright, Vince. You'll get help. But like everything kind of seems like it's waved over, so like it looks like his belt might be loose as well. Yeah, it's okay. It's but I'm just laughing because he bought like nine thousand upgrades for it and bolted it on before we ever printed anything, and then he prints like that. It, it's like it's yeah. literally like the person that buys all the accessories for the Air 15, but that doesn't even know to, doesn't even know what the dangerous end is. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Damn. Uh, so you're. Your wing is now printing, Derek. It looks like it will be done in one day, two hours, and two minutes. Shit. So and I expect us to for him to meme bomb us now for making fun of him on the podcast. <laughs> Did you see this? <laughs> Dude, I love like if you're not friends with powerful Vincenzo, Vincenzo Rossetti, be his friend on Facebook. Go find him on Facebook because he yeah. will drop the dankest memes on you literally all day. Like, yep. honestly, he should just be a page. Like, <laughs> just be a meme page. Just be a meme page. Cause <laughs> like I, memes by Vince. I, I get excited whenever I see him post something. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's fun just to talk to anyway. We talk all the time now, ever since war games camp, we've been in contact and I can't wait. Cause he, he's coming up for the 3d printing class and we get to hang with him. Is he staying down there with you, Scott? Uh, he can. I I think my plan was I was going to come up that Friday and spend the night <laughs> with you. Oh, okay, cool. So you guys will be up here then. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> Michael just looking at me. <laughs> LeBron James. So <laughs> stupid, but so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, so anyway, what else have you been working on, Derek, besides fucking killing it in the 3D model space? I, uh... Got my first night painted up for House of Viridian. Got my test spoons checked out with uh, so uh, powerful, powerful Cody and Chris Locker down at uh, Legacy Games. They've kind of pulled their resources and are building a, like a massive House of Veroni night house. And I really, really don't want my House of Viridian green to look too close to their House of Veroni green because that'd just be super embarrassing that one of us would have to change. Derek actually brought over like spoon paint swatches to my house to talk to Locker and Cody and like show them and compare. Like, is this what your green looks like? Because if it does, then I'm going to use this other green. Yeah, I mean, powerful painting spoons, dude. Yeah. Got to test out that paint color. <clears throat> but yeah, got it checked out. Got it cleared where it looks different enough, I think. So got this bad boy painted up right here. Ease him on into frame. Here, I got it. Cool. Ah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, looks uh, green. 
was the first chance I got to really try like blending and stuff with airbrush. There's there's his ass. <laughs> like an old man. Can they see it? Can they see it? Well, it's touching the lens, so probably not. <laughs> it literally poked me in the eye. From <laughs> but yeah, I got that going on. Um, and is that for 40k or 30k? Or just ambiguous at this point? I'm pinning it up with like 30k in mind because I, I know 40k they've got like specific like coloring schemes where like ah, okay this shoulder pad this side has the like house emblem this side has like the allegiance what and have you played 40k that shit would be yeah, great you plastic. don't need that no. <laughs> yeah you I know, have I'm like just... sisters of battle with catachans <laughs> in their tanks with fucking primaris marines behind a rhino with some cadian shit and it's called soup they don't even call it Imperial fucking soup? imperials or whatever anymore it's just soup that... That is what they call it. Yep. They're soup lists. What's the interesting question? No, I haven't played 40K. But I was like, eh, I might fuck around with 40K if I've got knights for it. And... Do you? Do you, Dart? Yeah, so I'm still on the fence about the face. I've got I've got some stuff sitting in my cart from, like, Tarot Model Maker, like, different, like, more knight-looking faces for it. Nice. But uh, I've wanted to fuck around with the Armagers and the Dominus, and then they added in the 30K. I'm like, cool. I'll just pull the trigger on that. Hey, Ryan, have you got your... Uh, you talked about Terra Model Maker, and it got me thinking. Have you gotten your Photon yet? No, I just tried to order it on some Lightning deal, and I got put on a wait list, and I don't think I ever got off the wait list. Okay. All right. So, But I do need to buy one. I, I attempted to buy one. Uh, what well, that would have been Friday, but oh uh, god, it ended up on the wait list on the lightning deal. Dude, people fucking prototype like a motherfucker with that stuff. It's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. It's pretty crazy, and the price of shapeways is like only going up for some reason. I don't know. I guess they're more advanced now, or I think they realize they're losing money out with like cost of shipping and shit. I don't know. They're going up in price. But uh, I think at this point, if you're buying any model that's over like a hundred bucks, I feel like you should just go ahead and pull the trigger on a photon and just do it yourself. Yep, I agree with that. You're just gonna end up spending more and more and more. Like that one dude who was on—I don't know—he there's some modeler out there. I can't remember his name. I don't know if it's like Model X or something like that. Like some 3D modeler who modeled up this like Death Corp fucking like steed going like, yeah on the horseback yeah. and it's this dude like just like doing the napoleon thing with the sword like it's a death corp model and this dude <laughs> sent it to shapeways for like a billion dollars and they shipped it back I'm like hey sure we'll print that for you gonna <laughs> I mean, cost you a lot of money <laughs> so i don't know i feel like if you're gonna be putting that much money down just get your own printer and then do it yourself the only thing that kind of sucks is your skin absorbing that resin and then that resin becoming hard inside of your arteries, inside of your body. arteries and then you're just dead. That's something you got to worry about. Well, here's <laughs> you light, right? you only have to worry about dying. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Maybe that's why the cost went up. I don't know. <laughs> so how do you prevent dying? How do you not die? Uh, wear gloves. Actually, I mean, I don't know. Wash your hands real good. Yeah, honestly, I... <laughs> I've gotten that resin on my skin quite a bit, and I feel fine. <laughs> You're not worried about those crystals going my, out of your wrist? My feet have turned 
My feet have turned purple. I don't. I have purple feet now. I don't know what's going on there. But I, I just itch a, all right. I just itch a I lot. I got feet like Grimace from the McDonald's cars. Yeah. Yep. I I stepped on a jack the other day. Some kids were playing jacks out on the sidewalk, and I stepped on the jack, and it literally came through the top of my foot, and I didn't feel it, but I'm sure I'm all right. Yeah, it's one of those things that like, whenever you see a Chinese man. Using gloves, you should probably, <laughs> you should probably just take his word for it. <laughs> if he says, "Oh, don't touch that," listen to him because he just, he just ate a. So what about breathing it? Does it have like bad fumes or anything? Is that bad for you too? I'm sure it is. <laughs> like I'm, it smells um, bad. It's, it's it smells like ass. Yeah, but. I don't know. It's 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 a thing. So what do you mean it's about getting it on piece. your hand? So like when it's liquid, you're supposed to wear gloves, but once it's hardened, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So when it's liquid, it still reacts to UV light. So if your skin absorbs it for whatever reason, then your skin absorbs this liquid resin that if it sees light, it will harden wherever it is. Okay. So it could but you cause. have to live in a cave for the rest of your life if you get some on your hands. Basically a vampire, yeah. Yeah, you basically become a vampire because then you harden up and I don't, I don't know. Only you're not immortal. You have none of the cool vampire things other than you can't go out in the daylight. Yeah, or else so you turn into up. a ginger. Basically. Okay. Which is kind of like a vampire, but you know. Awesome. So yeah, so yeah, something to look at, think about whenever you're working with any cubic photonist or gloves. Where. You Blood. think that's like a, a breakthrough in the mortuary services? Like they'll just dip you in photon resin and then put you out in the sun and you'll just become a fucking gotcha. resin version of yourself? Possibly. Like, often. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this resin's been around a while. I don't know. I think this whole uh, UV curing resin thing is going to be uh, gone in the next couple of years. I think I don't think it's going to last that long. What do you think they'll go to? What's the, the what's the new soluble? thing? <laughs> well, if that fucking water soluble bullshit's still around, that route is definitely gonna happen. I think we're just gonna get like really fucking fast extruders and like really really fine line like extruders and then like water soluble. That is the fucking future right there. I showed you that video that what's that punk company company called? Uh, the it's the same. I don't know. It's the, the orange and black company. They're the Polish dude. It's like Petruja or Prestrua, Perusa, Pressia, Press, whatever it is. But yeah, but it's the Mark Three, and the dude invented soluble filament. So you put it in water and it dissolves. But what you do, you can set your model up so it prints. So you can buy a printer head with two nozzles on it. And then set the files up so one nozzle prints actual filament and the other nozzle prints the soluble filament. And the soluble stuff, will it'll only print the supports and then the other one will only print the model. So it prints the whole model with supports and everything, but then when it's done, you take the shit off the tray and you literally just throw it in a bucket of water and the all the supports dissolve and you're just left with the model and you don't have to clean any supports. You just pee on it. You could just pee on it. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Just shove the whole thing in your mouth. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Oh, it's going to be so fucking cool. 
Ugh, it's stupid. It's stupid, but cool. Yeah, it's the way yep. of the future. Ugh, but anyway. It's not going to get any less advanced than it is now. What were we talking about? Where were we? I yeah. just finished up my highway progress. That's not true, Derek. The secession wars are on their way, and our technology will go backwards. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're heading for the long night. <laughs> the long <laughs> fucking night, boys. So what about you, Scott? What you been working Scott. on? Scott. Dude, I've been so fucking busy, so I'm going to try to condense this and keep it keep it quick. But So I finished all my Battletech stuff. Like I got my last big order in, and uh, I have two companies each, which is, you know, companies 12 mechs. So I have 24 mechs and supporting tanks and planes and all that shit for uh, my Lyrians like my fourth alliance guards and my third learning guards. And I got a bunch of extra clan shit that I painted up too. And all that looks, uh, well, I'm happy with it. So that's pretty much done. Like I have enough mechs for Battletech to play a fucking infinite number of games until I'm dead. You know, it just takes, it takes a while to play a game of classic Battletech. So if you want to get it in, in about two hours or an hour and a half, I typically only play with four, and, you know, so having 24, 48 mechs is a lot. But um, everything came out great. I'm really happy with it. It was a lot of fun to work on and have all that. I got another big mech painted, one of the 28 mil ones. is a 160 summoner. scale. Quick yeah. spread this 128. Yeah, that, that thing. That number. <laughs> and uh, that came out really well. And I've got some more on the way. I'm going to start painting some infantry. Uh, our buddy Dave and Hawaii's painting up for me. So really happy for that. Um, I am also, I know we give Vincenzo a hard time, but we love him. And when he comes, I don't know, you know, when he comes for Wargamer camp, we're going to play a Battle of Tarawa in Flames of War. So I spent shitload of money and got all this train and painted it up and i have a terrible of mat and we're gonna play like the actual beast landing and i bought this big ass 2000 point flames of war army list that he built me and i'm painting the imperial japanese army from it's 15 mil scale and it is in extremely fine detailed so i have a lot of work ahead of me that um it's also a historical game so i like want to make sure i get shit correctly so i'm mixing together paints and stuff to get the right shade or the shade that i want to try to represent these guys well i'm making like a little diary you know so i can write down like these are the paints i use for the belt these are the paints i use for the boots that kind of thing because i don't there's no way I'm going to finish all these guys in one shot. I'm going to have to take a break for a little bit and come back to it. But uh, I do them on these little cards, Scott, and then they have like those little plastic containers you can slip. Oh, never mind. My camera doesn't work. They're the little yeah. index cards like people like cooks and stuff write recipes on. Yeah. yeah. And then you can write them on these and then they sell a little plastic thing that it, like holds these. And you can just stick them in there. I mean, you could do it in like a book or whatever, too, if you wanted to. This is just nice because you can pull it out. It's not a book that you have to hold open to a certain page or whatever. Yeah, right on. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing there. And I've also, so I, of course, started doing this show called The Lecter Count. And what it is, is they still play 8th edition fantasy over there. 
And um, it's kind of like a resurrectionist thing. So they're trying to get a community going with the guys they have there, but sort of, you know, have it branch out to the wider audience. Uh, for people Can I write in and ask them if they're going to resurrect an edition of Fantasy, why they picked the worst one that's not Age of Sigmar? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Tim would uh, bust a fucking blood vessel in his eye if he heard you say that. But um, he loves loves eighth edition. I think I think there's some people who like sixth as well. I really don't give a fuck. It's not Age of Sigmar, and that makes me happy. And I always said if if they had just stuck to doing fantasy like as it was proper and not doing all this random like I don't know really what genre to to consider Age of Sigmar. It's like He Man. I guess it went more of a He-Man route instead of being like a a high fantasy Tolkien-esque kind of route. And I always was pissed off. I was like, man, because that would be a game I would get into. Because I love fantasy. I played, you know, God, maybe it started like third or fourth edition. It's far back. Played for a really long time. But um, anyway, they started this podcast and it just got the juices flowing. And I still have a lot of, old school fantasy players who live in my area who are, you know, really good players and have armies and shit. And I know there's a few kicking around up in Indiana too. So I have I'll, two fully painted armies. I mean, yeah. I, I glued them on bases for Kings of war, but I'm sure we could figure it out to play fantasy with it. I would prefer if we were going to play fantasy to not play shitty eighth edition, but that's just me. Yeah. So, so, I had I have people in my area I could play with, and I finally was just like, fuck it. You know, this is what I want to do. I love fantasy. It's a badass game, so this is what I'm going to get into. So I bought it. Actually, today, I won my first ever eBay auction fucking today. And I won <laughs> a bunch of shrink wrap fantasy stuff. and It's just kind of funny because me and Michael were talking just the other day about how before they fucking nuked everything and went with Sigmar, how badass some of the models they were releasing, like, r- right before the end times and some of them during the end times, like, how good they looked. And they just, like, destroyed everything and all the hard work. Well, but now they got trolls with bird's nests on their heads, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, Those fucking Empire Griffins, dude. So yeah. nice. So then stuff, old stuff is so nice. Yeah, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. You know, I know I have at least a few people who will play with me. I'm just going to do it. So I got the rule books off of eBay. I won some auctions for some shit. And I'm going to do Averland, the Empire faction of Averland and stuff. And they're like a black and yellow kind of paint scheme. And I'm super stoked, man. Because I fucking love fantasy. And I always said, this is what I would do. This would be the thing I'd be most excited for if they just hadn't you know, done what they did. And I guess that podcast kind of showed me the light. I was like, fuck it. I don't really need them. You know, (laughs) this is better this way because I can build an army and I have a rule book and I know what it's going to do every time. And no fucking guy who's only halfway interested in writing rules is going to come and fuck up my investment because it is a lot of models to paint fantasy. So this is actually almost better that way because i know i'm gonna get to play with this shit that i'm gonna take a very long time painting you know forever now so that's great 
I was going to say, we'll see how, like how happy you are when you're done painting your like 300th stripe on your 20th dude. Dude, I love that shit. That's my fucking thing, man. I'm a serial killer at heart, so I need something to focus on like that. But uh, my goal is um, I, I got pretty this this Battletech army I just painted was my first real experience wet blending anything like on a huge scale, other than you know like eye lenses or something small. So. I'm going to fucking do the yellow and like wet blend it up so it really pops. And then, uh, you know, hopefully I'll use that uh, P3 cold black. Like that greenish cold black is the black accent. And uh, hopefully it looks really good. But I'm fucking excited, man. Fantasy, that that's what I played like when I was a fucking 10-year-old and first got into this with my friends. And it's uh, it's kind of cool to be coming back to it and sort of realizing, hey, you know, fine you can play it if you want as long as you have people around have you seen my wood elves or my ogres i've seen your wood elves okay yeah i think they look great so i'm down and uh i will fucking keep you guys posted i don't know when this shit's gonna get in but it should be coming in soon the books and the rule book i know are on the way so i have all the i got i think i have the sixth seventh and eighth edition rule books and i have Almost every army book before yeah. they blew it up with Age of Sigmar. I bought the Empire Eighth Edition book, and then I got the Eighth Edition rule book on the way. So, and I still like loosely remember some of it. I remembered enough of it to make a list and send it to people, and you know, tune it up to where it's legal and it. I just want a good empire list that incorporates cool models and has kind of like a like a battle force sort of mindset where it has a little bit of everything, but it can still, you know, hold up and give someone a competitive game. Uh, fucking excited, man. I, it's what I had hoped they had done. It's what I think a lot of people had hoped they had done. But if 30K show me anything, you really see the strength of the community and pulling this kind of shit together so i'm getting behind it man and i fully support it and hopefully more people you know hint hint anyone listening now will check out the elector accounts and fucking hit me up on facebook too send me a message or whatever if you're down to play fantasy and you're around and even if you're not if i'm gonna run into you at an event man once it gets this shit painted up i'll bring it all fucking throw down the way things should be so well, fuck yeah, dude. I thought I was losing my fucking mind. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, some of this shit is straight up out of print. But I don't know, man. It's it's really better that way because my number one beef is usually when the company that makes it fuck hands something and destroys it. And I was like, well, they already did. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all notice... We have a different listener than Derek. Oh, goodness. Tony Danza, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so I my can't dad. see him. Oh, it's my dad. It's my pops here. What's up, Oscar? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Thought I'd sneak in and uh, have y'all make a double take. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was wondering why your face was so frozen over there on the side. <laughs> yeah, my. What, what would you describe? I've stroked it? out. I've had a stroke. I, I thought you were looking at like Filipino midget porn and just being. <laughs> about it. Yeah, it's me. Like he's. <laughs> Like he's like he's shooting one out underneath the table and he's hoping that we don't notice. Can they see my hand moving? Can they see me wiping with a little rag? Well, I've, I got, I've got too much of that resin on my skin. It's just froze me. <laughs> I was like, Michael, why is he sitting still? He's looking at porn, isn't he? Because I would. <laughs> uh, the way Michael's camera's set up and the way this Skype thing's set up, all I can see is your arm. Oscar, there you go. Now I can oh, see. There you. So that's uh, why I didn't recognize you there. I just saw an arm in the frame, and I was like, I just thought Derek came back. <laughs> Derek, this light just tanned the shit out of Derek. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lights whitened you out, so you look whiter than you really are right now. We back up into the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was dropping off some ribs for Michael to try. Try some uh, pork ribs. Try a different. Oh, uh, that's so ribs. sad that I can't. God You're, damn it. We talk yeah, about your barbecue all the time. It's ruined my life because I can't have it. It drives me crazy. Oh, no. I've still got to figure out to uh, freeze, freeze, drive it, freeze dry it real quick so I can send you some. Yeah. I was experimenting on a new taste and flavor on the ribs today. Um, pretty good, I hope. I mean, yeah, still, still trying to get the quirks out of it. Trying we, uh, on the 15th and 16th, so like it, just like bringing up my hobby progress, like literally I have not worked on anything gaming wise. I would say like, mm, I don't know, 75% of my free time has been spent just straight barbecuing. Would you, would you agree with that dad? Yeah. He's obsessed with it right now. <laughs> like, uh, I cooked a brisket yesterday and I cooked a brisket today. And last week I did what rip pork ribs, right? Pork ribs. Yeah. Uh, the week before that, I did a brisket. I oh yeah, those are the ribs my dad just made. If y'all can see the here, I'll hold them up to the camera. Oh, beautiful! A nice color. Glazed. Yeah, it looks so good. That's torture. <laughs> so so on the fifteenth and sixteenth, me and my dad here, we're actually competing against each other. Uh oh. And it's a uh, yeah, it's a little uh, local um, barbecue contest at. Uh, anywhere from 75 to less than 100 teams. Yeah, but there's like, a, I know Aim Him and Claim Him Smokers is going to be there. He's a YouTube channel. I know, uh, uh, who's the dude sponsored by Yeti? Mom and Pops Barbecue. Mom and Pops Barbecue is going to be there. That OG Garcia guy, the guy that just won San Antonio is going to be there. And the one-man pit crew. The one-man pit crew. Oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, we got like some some hella competition, but so uh, me and dad are going to be cooking next to each other on the 15th, 16th. And man, dude, like I've been practicing a shitload. Like if you live in my house or if you're one of my friends, you eat a fuckload of barbecue like all the fucking time right now. Uh, Like I made Derek, what did I make? Chicken? the other? Yeah, it was chicken, like just straight up smoked uh, competition trim ticked and. And then I like it's a chicken half you have to turn in, so I cooked you I cook like because chicken's so easy to fuck up I cooked two of those chickens and I was like hey Derek come get a chicken half so I gave Derek a chicken half I ate a chicken half Jake ate a chicken half and then we had a chicken half left over it's just been like barbecuing like crazy and then you, you, I cooked a brisket yesterday and then 
a brisket today. <laughs> and so it's just like so much meat. The brisket was good today. He's got it going right now. Yeah, it was really good. I uh I, I look at like some of the people, like especially like if you're listening right now, you know, there's no telling where the hell you are in the world. Uh, but because we're in tech, like there's some places where somebody will post up a prime brisket, right? And they're like, is this a good price on a brisket? And it's like 130 bucks or something like that, like something stupid. Cause they're on like, they're on either the like Northwest coast or the Northeast coast where you just can't get like really good beef all the time. And so it's just like, like for us right now, a prime 10 pound brisket is like, 30 bucks yeah it's like like you could only dream of getting that level of brisket at like so it's just like it's easy to practice i mean you could spend like 60 bucks practice on two of the best cut of briskets you can and you know do your thing i'm so fucking hungry now man I'm picking out the meat from my teeth. Ah, yeah, dude, like we're just like like today. I cooked my brisket. I took it to my dad's house. They like ate what they wanted of it. Like the absolute like best pieces of the brisket. They had the burnt ends. They had the thinly sliced slices. Like we were dipping it in the aju, aju, and uh, like you know they're just going to town eating this. And then it's like okay. And while we're eating this, my dad has two chicken halves and three racks of ribs on the pit. <laughs> it's like, it's like, man, what part is dinner? Like, no, right. It's all practice. It's, it's all, all practice, practice, man. We're all, we're all trying to get ready for this contest and, Oh, it's going to be wild. It's all bragging rights. That's all it is, man. BDE. BDE. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so it's really, everybody takes their toys to show off. Like, look what I got. Motherfuckers. <laughs> what's funny is this, this, uh, this competition I'm smoking on, two Weber Smoky Mountains, so like I really, really hope I place up. I, I hope I table just so people can like is that the that, that dude that was painting on the, the R2 D two? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it was. Yeah, the last competition I went to, this guy's won and it's like fifty five gallon drum barbecue pits and they're they're modified. Um really I guess you would say high level barbecuing in the drums. Yeah. They're, they're called ugly drum smokers. And like, basically it's just because you have such control of that small area of smoking, like, you know, like a massive pit, you're cooking on like 10% of the area inside of it. And the rest is just like all the rest of the heat is just kind of like going over the barbecue and then just like going out to vent. You're heating up mostly the air around it inside these ugly drum smokers because they're, the barbecue is sitting at the top. All the heat gets directed to it. It's all consistent heat. And so what these, like the trend right now is all these people are cooking on these like individual pits for what they're cooking. So it's like my chicken will get a drum. My brisket will get a drum. My pork butt will get a drum and my ribs will all get a drum. And then they just like, they consistently keep everything together. And like, what's crazy is, you have these pits that used to cost like they're you know those jambo pits would go for like what like fifteen grand something like that. Oh yeah, every bit of it. Yeah, like fifteen grand is what you'd pay for a pit that was like good at holding temperature, that was good to take to competition, and like now you get these dudes who are making these homemade drums for like a hundred and fifty bucks a piece, and they'll they'll have like four of them, 
and they're coming to contests like sweeping it with like six hundred dollars worth of pits and it's just like yeah that's how it works it's just either that or the pellets the triggers are coming up right now they can have their fifteen thousand dollar pits and they can sleep on the floor but i'm gonna sleep good when i'm out there can y'all see that <laughs> oh yeah that's what that's the, that's the, <laughs> oh oh god oh, you lost I'll, it. I'll get it i'll get it back please don't be a dick pick oh there you go <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that to mom? Like, it's cold, Michael. It was cold that day. <laughs> Michael, it warms up. Yeah, we, we kind of spoil ourselves. We're not going to fucking suffer out there. I'm going to have some AC, a good, comfortable bed. What is that, a 35-foot something? 35-foot RV, just like. 12 feet wide when it's opened up. <laughs> TV, they got a bidet. When I take a good shit, I want to be able to wipe my ass without <laughs> a potty. I'm not going to that porta potty that everybody has shit in so far today. I don't need syphilis. So yeah, that is what I have been working on, man. I literally have been like obsessing over it, like <clears throat> just getting ready for this competition. I was actually gonna miss this competition to go to Sea Drift to go help out uh aim him and claim him, that guy. And then he turned like he changed his mind. He's gonna come over here. So instead of going to go help him out, I'm gonna compete against him. So mm-hmm. it'll be sweet. It'll be good. So that is that is my hobby progress, man. That's what I've been working on. If you guys live closer, man, y'all could have like unlimited barbecue. Like y'all could just have all the barbecue you want. You could have all the ribs you want. Like. All the brisket. Like I had two days worth of brisket. My roommate has ate brisket today, and he ate it last night. Like. And now you brought ribs over, so he's gonna get to eat some ribs too. It's like yeah, thanks, thanks for all this talk. I really thanks, appreciate buddy. it. It's been great. <laughs> well, good seeing you, guy. Ryan, you take yeah. care. I'm you too. Go celebrate, I'm gonna go celebrate my $550 win from the quarter we just won on the Super Bowl. Yeah, he, he the double threes, right? Yeah, double threes at the quarter. So that means he won in his uh, Sweet. uh, your what is that called a. It's illegal, but (laughs) (laughs) the squares, the the football squares. Oh, Oh. okay. Yeah, he didn't. He won 550 Monopoly monies. That's bragging rights. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's what it is. All right. Kill the feed. Kill the feed. Kill the feed. (laughs) Kill the feed. feed. (laughs) Push buttons. Push buttons. Later, Oscar. Well, thanks, Dad. You have fun. <laughs> Dang. So, yeah, that was my dad. If y'all have ever, like, we tell stories about my dad all the time. And this is just one of those things where he was at the right place at the right time. Yeah. He, uh, my dad cracks, my dad cracks me up so much because me and my dad, we have a lot of the same interests. So, like, we work on cars together. We barbecue together. And, like, we just fish together. And so, uh, we do a lot of stuff. Like, I do a lot of stuff with my pops. And it's so funny because like we hang out. So we tell each other like, you know, like stories. And he especially tells me about his childhood, which cracks me the fuck up, dude. Like his childhood was like nothing like my childhood was because he was just this like little shit, like Mexican kid that was like (laughs) raised in the ghetto, like with all of his brothers. And like, he's just like just a shithead, dude. And it's so fucking funny because like I've asked him before because like, you know, it, it always comes up like that. Uh, 
these like churches are like you know protecting their priest from like uh molesting kids or whatever and you know i told my dad i was like you know dad i was like i was a i was an altar boy but like nothing ever happened to me and like i clearly remember nothing happened to me and i was like but when you were a kid like you were an altar boy i remember you being one like did anything happen to you and my dad's like fuck no nothing happened to me like he's a ghetto little kid and then you know he told me that and like very much cleared it out and he actually like told me that one of his priests like they like went on a San Antonio trip together and like, all, like it was just this whole thing, but he like, he's like, it was whole him and a whole bunch of like his brothers and stuff. And it was just this whole thing. And it came up in the paper like this week. And, uh, it was like one of these like priests had like, like it, I guess the Catholic church had to reveal like all these priests that they were covering up or whatever. And it turned out one of them was in, was in Victoria at my dad's church when he was a kid in the eighties. And like, I was like, dad, I was like, is this the guy? Like, is this, was this your priest that you had? And he goes, he goes, yeah, he was a priest there. I was like, he's he's like, did he, did he try and touch you? He goes, fuck no. We would have beat that old man's ass. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, my dad was so fucking ghetto when he was a kid, dude. He's like, I'm gonna beat his old ass. Are you shitting me? He's like, fuck no. He's like, he's afraid of us. He's like, like, (laughs) my dad, man, dude. Like, you just, like, I can't. I really wish, man. Like, I tell these stories all the time about my dad, especially like, like, uh, like Fat Fred in his neighborhood. Have I shared that on the podcast? I feel like I have. No. I'm never talking about Fat Fred and Fat Simon. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Fat Simon was the drug dealer in my dad's neighborhood whenever he was like a kid. Okay. Right. And so my dad lived in this place called Silver City, which is like it's in Victoria, but they used to call this neighborhood Silver City because it was a poor neighborhood, and all of the houses had these like tin roofs on them, right? And so like when the planes would fly over, like they would do like, cause like the coast guard practices in Victoria. So when they'd fly over, they would basically be blinded by all these like houses with like tin roofs. I'm like, fuck these poor people, like <laughs> blinding us. <laughs> and so they call it silver city. And then the name just kind of stuck and it was just, you know, silver city. But anyway, so my dad lived in this neighborhood and when he was a kid, like you could not come in this neighborhood and like, not be from the neighborhood like it like first things off like if you came in the neighborhood my dad you know at like eight years old was standing there and he saw you and your window was down he'd ask you you lost motherfucker like that's the kind of like that's the kind of little (laughs) shit kid my dad was right and so they had this uh one drug dealer named fat simon that lived in this house and the drug dealer would like you know sell weed and all this stuff but he loved the neighborhood kids like he was like all about like making the kids come up and so my dad like they would they would like they had this little store that was down the street from them and this drug dealer would like if they saw his like really nice car parked at the little store they would try and get to the store as fast as they could and like they would like be looking at stuff they'd look at candies and they trick this dude to be like yeah just bring that up here i'll buy it for you shit like they like they'd like try to be like man i wish i had enough money for this he's like get over here come get it you know and they do that all the time to him whatever and so uh whenever he'd see my dad walking like he'd be he'd pull over and he'd be like hey you need to ride back 
to the neighborhood. He'd say, yeah, and they'd pick him up. And my dad said he, like, clearly remembers it was, like, him and, like, two of his other friends. And his friend got to sit in the front seat. And he had to sit in the back seat. My dad's, like, 11 years old. And this, like, this drug dealer's like, don't step on any of my fucking shit back there. And my dad's, like, he had, like, 60 of the, you know, like, the paper comes in, pla- like, when you get a roll of paper, like, a, a newspaper, it comes in that big, long plastic tube. He had, like, 60 of those, like, just full of marijuana in his back seat. <laughs> and, like, he's like, don't step on none of that. And, like, my dad's, like, he's like, I remember riding with, like, my feet up, like, trying not to step, <laughs> trying not to step on his step on the weed. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's like, smelled so bad in that car. <laughs> like, it's just, just the dankest weed. And my dad just holding his feet up, like, shit, don't step on it. And they just, like, they just looked up to this dude. And, like, any time, like, somebody would come into the neighborhood, my dad said that, like, you know, they knew that somebody wasn't supposed to be in the neighborhood and they knew what like undercover cops were and all this stuff. And he's like, they would just get rowdy. And then like, it's like, so if an undercover, undercover cop came in, they wrote the bed. Hey, who's that? Who's that guy? Hey, <laughs> just like screaming all loud. <laughs> like a lot of the times the car would just like turn around and like, Oh fuck. Like the fucking kids. It was like, they were like little, like little, uh, little narcs. Like, you know, the, what is it? Parakeet in the coal mine or whatever. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway, he's telling me these stories about like fat Simon. And like, I was like, damn, dude. I was like, what happened to fat Simon? And my dad like goes, Oh, one time he goes, we were sitting out there and he's like, and we we're sitting on it. Like, he, I guess they'd like, just like sit on their fence or some shit. I don't know. He said, like, we're sitting on the fence and he goes, and, uh, a, a, a black, like, like, I, I guess like just a long car, like, I, I can't. I don't know. I, in my head, I have like, a, a, like a big ass Cadillac or something. But he said the kind of car it was, like a Continental or something, some ridiculously long car in the 80s. He said it pulled up to the house, and three guys got out of the car, like just straight three like Mexican dudes, and they like like walked up to his door. They banged on it, and he's like, and as soon as he opened the door, they like pushed themselves in, and it's like clearly like Mexican cartel, and they just like dragged him into the car. And then just left. And then my dad's like, for like two days, his door was just like left open. Like nobody, like like they kept looking like his door's still open. Like, is he just not coming back? And then my dad just never saw him again. I bet he's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I bet he's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they weren't taking that dude to a fucking surprise birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, and that's the that's it the, turns out they went to Six Flags and uh, he had a heart attack on the coaster. That's the Odyssey of Fat Simon. Like just, <laughs> anyway, Fat Fred was the other drug dealer that came in after Fat Simon, and like, I guess you just gotta be fat, like, honestly, to be a drug dealer. Like, I think that's just like did he show up in a black continental? Yeah, and uh, he lived in the house caddy corner behind my dad, and they had this really big yard, right? And so, at, at, I guess, like, at one point, it was Fat Fred, and then he had a brother. Oh, what was his brother's name? Pretty Boy. They called him Pretty Boy because he would always, like, wear, like, a, a blue jean jacket and, like, really nice jeans and a white shirt underneath, underneath it. And he was just, like, a really good-looking dude, apparently. 
And my dad's like, that's the first time I ever saw somebody get knocked the fuck out was Pretty Boy laying this dude out after he took off his blue jean jacket. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's the most baller thing you could do to somebody is take off your fucking blue jean jacket and knock somebody the fuck out. So anyway, Pretty Boy and his brother, Fat Fred, they were drug dealers after Fat Simon was out of the neighborhood. And I guess Pretty Boy was a bandito or a, one of the gangs at the time or Hell's Angel or something like that. I guess bandito. And they had this huge fucking party at a, at the house. And so all these like people were parked in there with their motorcycles. And then uh, my dad was like 12 or something like that. And he went over there and they said, you know, these these bikers were like, hey, little kid, can you run down to that store and get me a beer? And uh, keep the change. And so my dad's like, fuck yeah, I can. You know, just run as fast as he can to the bottom back of, to the end of the street to go to the store. He'd buy him some beer, bring it back, get him cigarettes or whatever. And my dad was like, I was just making fucking money. And then one of the one of them was like, hey, man, you know where you can get some weed? Like, you know, he's like, yeah, man. It's like Fat Fred sells weed. <laughs> and so my dad would like run to like their house, like, because it's like in this huge like yard thing. And he'd go like, get the weed and like go take it back <laughs> like they give him money <laughs> my dad's like yeah that's cool we just make money <laughs> it's, it's just it's so fucking funny dude like all of the stories he tells man i just i want to just like sit him down one day and just record them all for you guys so y'all can hear it because the way my dad tells shit like it's like he'll say something which is like completely not a big deal to him and then you're like did y'all what <laughs> it's like how the fuck is that legal and he's like i don't know he goes i guess it, it wasn't he goes is it not legal <laughs> can you not do that it's like no dad that's uh, fucking hilarious man so but, but yeah it's a uh, we've uh <clears throat> we've uh we've been working on that uh humans odyssey like live stream for Pat, like he actually live streams from right here where we're sitting right now. That's why there's this big ass blue screen behind me. He live stream games and shit. And uh, one of the things that like he does that no other gamers do, uh, we got this new this new board right here, this road board which actually hooks up to uh, to Bluetooth unless you take calls. And it's like you can take a live call on the soundboard. It'll patch the audio straight. It'll patch the audio to our ears, and then whatever I'm saying, we'll patch it back to the phone, and it will record it. It's fucking cool. It's like it's a. If you're listening and you want to start a podcast, get this Roadcaster Pro because it's fucking great. But anyway, so Pat on Humans Odyssey, he'll take these calls, and literally every topic he's had, my dad has had a story for, and he'll just call in and fucking tell these stories about like paranormal events and shit like that. Dude, like my dad is just like killing it on stories in there dude it's so fucking funny so i don't know i'm gonna have to record all of them and like just throw them out to you so but yeah the human's odyssey and barbecuing are what i've been working on awesome you've been killing it heavily i actually fed Jarek some brisket right before this show started it was fantastic and some blueberry raspberry blackberry crumble it was also fantastic and i need to get with emily to figure out how to make uh it's some sort of whipped cream that 
I think it's called like sustained whipped cream or something like that. Just, I don't know, like sustainable whipped cream. It's like a whipped cream that doesn't start melting over heat. I don't know, man. It's whatever. I need to figure out how to make that because it needs I'm whipped cream. That. It needs whipped cream, right? Yeah. Well, I like it. I liked it like that, but I also enjoy more tart and sweet. Okay. She could help you out. I'm sure. She knows her stuff. It's uh, it's because in that that event that I'm competing against my dad against, uh, <laughs> it will be. I, I have a dessert category that I need to get ready for, and that crumbles what I'm going to submit. But I want whipped cream. I don't want to to be like turned into a plate where they open the plate and they're like, "Is that fucking whipped cream that's not melted?" I'll be like, "Yeah, bro, eat up." So that's me. That's what I'm working on. Y'all want to you want to hear an email that we got? Sure. Before we we bounce. We go no weekender talk. You, you oh. promised everybody weekender talk. Who wants to talk about weekender stuff? Scott well, did. Yeah, I guess. I like Sanguinius. I thought he looked good. I'm a I'm a big St. Michael fan because of the patron state of paratrooper thing and all that. And I think that's pretty much the aesthetic they chose. And I wasn't really sold on that model until I saw like a 360 of it. Because, yep. you know, when you take I agree. Picture, it's, it's hard to like judge a scale, I suppose. Like, but uh, he looked great, man. I was, I thought that was really dope. Um, as far as everything else, I mean, I think the thing they're going with is just like Legion Praetors and stuff specifically for each deal. So you can kind of expect that you're going to get like one in Terminator armor, one not, and then the same thing. They're they're going to continue the Dreadnoughts. But that's yeah. all I wanted to say. I really dig that display base for him, the big uh, demon thing. I'm not a Blood Angels player. I don't like five. <clears throat> if I was, that's what I would do. Yeah. It also looks like they're going to start rolling out some Legion specific uh, Leviathans. Yeah. I know they should make any fucking sense to have one for the White Scars because they hate, hate being in fucking Dreadnoughts. But what uh, what'd you guys think about the Jump Dreadnought, the Jump Contemptor? Like, looks like a dust model. <laughs> what looks... the, I'm straight up waiting for like the, the bases you did with like the, the, the trail coming off. Yeah. The packs for him. You ever played the Sonic the Hedgehog game? Oh my god! It looks like something Doctor Robotnik made to try to kill. Fuck, you're Sonic right. Like, do you I not don't... think that? Do you not think that looks like a crappier version of the uh, the uh, Luft Walkers for Dust? It does look like Luft Walker. It does look like it would be uh, on the back of uh, of uh, Winter Child. Like it, I, I don't know, man. Honestly, I feel like. They were like, hey, Brian, our content's a little bit low on the Weekender talk. Can you toss us up? Remember we were talking the other day about a jump model, a jump contemptor? Can you just whip us up a jump contemptor? They took the backpack, and they were like, they just like took the, like they just like stretched it real quick. They stretched the object, and then they made like one big turbine, and then like, and then take two more turbines, and it's just make them a little smaller. We need eh, some cones. Can we get some cones? Eh, it's all right. Some We're funnels? good. All right, just send that. Send that. Yeah, push that. Like, I feel like there's nothing like... I feel like there's so little work in that so far, and yeah, I feel like release somebody. that next to Sanguinus. How goddamn dare you? Like, <laughs> that model looks so great, and then there's that fucking thing. I feel like you can get the plastic contemptor, and then somebody on Shapeways will hook you up with a much better <laughs> jump pack. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I don't. 
jet propulsion is not something I'm I'm versed in. Period. But I feel like those don't work. Like I feel no. like they just like there's something about because well, like the ones in dust, they're not they don't make the walker jump. It's just so you can drop it a very short distance from a helicopter and it just slows the descent so it doesn't bust <laughs> it doesn't apart. Become a jag crater in the fucking yeah. It's they do that in BattleTech too when they do orbital drops with mechs in BattleTech. They yeah. put like this big ring around them with a bunch of thrusters on it, and when it like you know when it gets close to the ground, they kick on just to slow the mech down. And then when it <laughs> lands, they actually throw a big switch and it like just falls off onto the ground. It's not something actually stuck to the mech. So it's not something that's like you strap on something and then it actually like jumps or flies from place <laughs> to place. How how shitty would it be if it's like a 20 point upgrade for a contemptor and it just gives them the ability to deep strike? <laughs> no, no, no. They, they said it. It's a one-time use jump pack. That l- does it let you deep strike? Because why I would don't you ever know. use Dreadnought Drop Pods at that point? For the, the safety, I guess. They don't scatter onto some shit. No, but I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and scatter behind terrain. Thank you. You say that. <laughs> I do, but I do say that. I'm uh, switching from the, my uh, orbital assault space wolves to that uh, drop assault vanguard night lords. Ooh. Oh, oh stuff. there it is. Just, they did it, a yeah. uh, what was that thing? The white scars land spear. That looked pretty good. It looks like oh, it yeah. has a assault lot cannon. of cannons on e- each side and an assault cannon in the front. So that thing looks pretty dope. Yeah. Okay. So look, like I'm not trying to be salty just to be salty here. I think the model's <laughs> cool. Okay. I I think that like basically it's a javelin that's been compacted. Like I yeah. understand why a bunch of people would like it. But dude, man, people at Forge World do not understand how fucking weapons work, and like it hurts my head so much. Oh, the the to, drum. The, the for, yeah the fucking drums on the auto cannons like don't connect what like well for one like <laughs> where like, like is there like a fucking like like does the I, I don't know like I don't I don't know how it feeds I don't know how it like would eject properly it doesn't make sense to me like it's it's almost like a, a foul I guess is how everything would work in there like bullpup style. But geez, man, like I think they're assuming if you're willing to pay that price for it, those are questions that have probably never come across your mind. <laughs> I guess, dude. One of the guys climbs out onto the side of the javelin to swap out the drums. I guess, dude. It, it's I, just there for to be extra. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't there, but they, somebody mentioned, and I don't know if this is true. I wasn't there. I didn't. It, you know, it was just shit that kept popping up in my feed. Somebody said Sanguinius was going to be 125 pounds. So I looked up I looked up other things on the website that cost 125 pounds, you know, because they don't do direct conversion anymore. So if they don't if it really does cost that much for Sanguinius and they go off of their current pricing structure, that means he's going to be 190 American. Fuck yeah, dude. Is that on his special base or no? I don't know. Oh. Cuz apparently he's getting that special base like he can buy I him think without that's the separate. Base. I think the separate special base is separate. <sighs> but I feel like sense. that's pretty steep if that is the case. Yeah, yeah wait for that Chinese discount to kick in. <laughs> that overseas discount. Straight up. I don't know, man. I, I really like the... Uh, so we had what? We had Sanguinius drop. 
we had the hit of the Blood Angels Contemptor with the with the, I guess they call them Blood Claws. I really don't know what they'd be considered, but I do know it's, in it's 40K. four Paragon Blades. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I remember Blood Claws. A lot of yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, Seventh Edition Blood Angels had those Blood Claws. They so. were just lightning claws that every time you killed a guy, you got another attack. Basically, yeah. So yeah. it was the lawnmower, the fucking death company lawnmower. So if if that if those come out, man, that, like, <laughs> oh, the old contemptor list, the old dreadnought list <laughs> for Back Blood Angels. Action. Back <laughs> in action, boys. Knock, knock, here comes the cock. Yeah, and they finally fucking dropped the uh, dreadnought drop pod. That's on the way. Uh, it looks fucking did great. They? Huh? Did they? Oh, yeah, they sure did. Yep, yep. So you could purchase it there. Uh, they made a bunch of people salty by not having book eight available for purchase. Does anybody know what happened with that? I, I heard people telling me to go try and figure out what happened to their shipment. They told uh, they. I guess Forgeville just said it got lost in shipping. Like I don't know if the boat sank or whatever. <laughs> it sounds like they just kind of the German U boat took out the shipping. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what story. I I know what they should do. They should look up that. They should call that Jesse Smollett guy and ask him what happened to it. I hear that he could probably come up with a good story on what happened there. It's a uh, it's pretty wild, man. I guess I don't know. It sucks. It sucks that they didn't have book eight available. Um, I did see some like some of the rules for Sanguinius. Like he's gonna have a rerollable four up, and he's gonna be weapon skill nine. He's gonna have rampage. His spear is gonna or sword's gonna be plus one strength AP two, like just the murder. Spear is the way to go, man. The spear looks way better than. The yeah, this the spear does look way better. Uh, he creates an aura that like lets you deep strike without mishap. It's just like <laughs> just just a fucking beast well, your man. Answer for your dre- for fucking dreadnoughts yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's bringing in his his best men hello <laughs> boys fucking iron giant up in this bitch yeah for real so sanguinius rules look like sanguinius's rules like what you would expect oh yeah um, you know, some people were kind of concerned that coming off of book seven they might be scared to go a little too crazy with it Apparently, there's going to be new rules for custodes in yeah, Book 8. They, they pulled off a full Legio Custodes army list update on one of the slides. So I, I don't remember what exactly they said about it. I think they said that they're just going to rebalance some stuff and add in, <laughs> uh, add in the new units that came out since Book 7. Like I want to say even they're like Orion dropships not in Book 7, right? Like that was, yeah, That's that... still on experimental rules. So, knock, knock, here comes the cock, it sounds like. And I can get a taste of that shit. They're like, hey, we got to make some models because some people are going to be a little salty that their lists are going to be shitty now. Uh, so let's go ahead and drop these dudes from... Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and drop Goldar from... <laughs> little, little fucking violin playing for <laughs> Let's go ahead and get them Goldar from, uh, Why don't- from Power Rangers. Yeah, I don't even want to go there. Yeah, it should be uh, should be one <laughs> hell of a. It's like, what is everybody asking for? 
Drop custodes, you say. <laughs> jump, jump, jump custodes. Give them jump custodes. Everybody wants them. You asked for them. <laughs> You're begging for them. <laughs> Dude, like twisting our arm for them. What if, what if the reason they lost uh, book eight was because like they've nerfed custodes so hard, and they're like, fuck, like, bro, we haven't even sold any of our goldars yet. Like, we gotta, <laughs> like, we gotta get these off the shelves before people hate them. If so, they're. I don't understand why they even exist. Like, can you get custodes other than forge? Like, can you get custodes anymore? What do you mean? Like, just the base level, like the, the custodian guard. Yeah. Like the shield yeah. guys and the sword. Yeah. They're yeah. in Perspire. Okay. The, I didn't know because I know that uh. Prospero box. Prospero box. Technically, have them by themselves. I want to say they're the same ones for 40k. Okay. So I know 40k is the, like the different terminators and different jet bikes, but I want to say the base custodian guard are the same models. Well, good. Oh fuck, I was gonna talk about that too. Talk about Necromunda or what? Uh, no, some of the new uh, uh, Gene Stealer cult stuff. I want to take their vehicles and just use them as like regular Joe stuff. APC stuff or NPC stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be tight. Like straight up, just dirt bikes. Oh yeah, he could buy straight custodes. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I said, Not technically they're yeah, technically they're Terminators and jet bikes are different, but if you put them side by side, I I'm not gonna be able to tell which ones which. I love that you could still buy a venerable Land Raider for custodes. That's pretty cool. But either way, yeah. So uh, I, I'm I'm curious at what's gonna happen in book eight. I'm curious if they're finally like, hey man. We need to go ahead and tailor these points back a little bit, or who knows? Who who knows what's going to happen? But uh, what else? They Scott's released a white leaving. Sir. I got to go, gentlemen. Uh, bye, Scott. Bye, nice Scott. Night. See Later. Later. They also, they also said there were going to be new console types for all Legions. Ooh. Like Legion-specific console types? No, just... Uh, new generic console types. I'm trying to go back to where they were talking about it. Uh, Dan Porter was there, like taking pictures and keeping us all updated. And so, yeah, I was going through some of the stuff they were posting on the Fossex Party page. I know they did a lot of coverage on uh, Fossex Party on Facebook. Yes, so go check out Fossex Parties if you want to see some of these slides that we're looking at right some here. Uh, firsthand uh, live reporting. And then if you want to bang Dan Porter, just go ahead and make sure you leave a a comment <laughs> on their page. On their page. If you or anyone you know. Because apparently that happens. That's a thing, yeah. Which I believe. So let's go ahead and see here. Is that is that uh, Leviathan supposed to be the Leviathan from book six or book seven? The one that they yanked the dude out of the sarcophagus and uh, put him in? I don't remember which book it's from, but yeah, it, it looks just like the artwork. It, it used to be an Ultramarines Leviathan, and then they just tore the uh, Marine out, bolted him to the front, and, and put a Night Lord in. And then th- that Leviathan actually has a half-dead Marine on the front of his, like, it's like you get it with the model. You get this little resin half-dead Marine that looks suspiciously like... Uh, like Andrew Hollis's, Andrew Hollis's <laughs> naked Marines, but... 
Or just throwing some shade. <laughs> Which is funny. So, like, I don't... Okay, so two things that I noticed from this was they had the Marine on the front that looked like Andrew Hollis's naked Marine. Whatever. You know, like, I get it. Like, it's it's in the fluff. Like It, it looks just like the artwork. I'm not... Gonna, uh, yeah, exactly. It doesn't. But then uh, you notice that with their Death Sworn that they just released, all of them have the... Uh, all of them have the Wolf Helm head. Yeah. Which is came from like Ulrich the Slayer head and all that jazz, but like for a long time, what was it? Wasn't Lego models making that? No, I don't remember who it was. You it bought was... those heads because you were going to put them on your black shields at one time. Yeah, and then I gave them to Derek, and he made all of his Death Sworn with those oh. models. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's like that's the obvious choice. These look great. And then it's like yeah. you see them all come out, and it's like, oh man. I, I'm not mad that the official Death Sworn looked just like my Death Sworn, just with like more wolfy bits. How the fuck is that even possible at this point? Like, could you, like you well, just okay. like straight up used a head that Forge World has never made, and it's like, oh nice, <laughs> they went that route. Well, so it's in the fluff for Ulrich the Slayer that his Wolf Helm of Rust was like the last like remaining relic, where it was actually a thing where they had these helmets, but that's just the last one they had because the rest of them. Got lost or destroyed or something. Maybe something with the Thirteenth Company. I had no idea that, that was fluff. Yeah, that's why I wanted to use them. Like that's why I bought an Orc the Slayer so I could like gut it for the head. Well, that's and fucking then try cool. To there. And cast it up, and you're like, oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. You just use these instead. <laughs> that's exactly how that conversation went. It's like, um, hey, I bought these that I'm never gonna use. And then even their shoulder pads, like they've got the the one mark on I think their left shoulder is like. In the fluff, it's associated with destroyers, which have a very similar role. And then on the right is like the wolf skull with like runes around it, and that's associated with the death cult, which is directly reflected in the Death Sworn's rules. So, well, great. Do you see they're also bringing demonology? They're going to revamp how demonology works in Horus Heresy. You're wild. There's going to be a demonology list, and there's going to be actual demonology yeah. that you can use. A change to the school of psychic powers, so all you Wordbearer fans, be excited for that. And somebody was saying something about a Destroyer update. What? Yeah, they lowered their points. Jesus. I don't know if they did anything else for them. It finally happened. It yep. finally happened. <laughs> it only took them how long? I don't know, dude. Like, it, it kind of sucks that, like, I don't know. I don't know. Cabanda's getting a model? They took too long. It took too long to do this. It's just, this should have been done last year. Yeah, if they the didn't point. change, uh, and I hate to be that guy, and I just, this was once again just glancing at it. If all they did was drop the points, if they didn't actually change the Destroyer's rules and they just dropped their points to what somebody said, they're still not very good. <laughs> yeah. Buddy. unfortunate yeah this whole i mean like, i can't say because i don't i barely paid any attention all i saw was destroyers went down to 115 and then jump packs only cost five points per guy but if they're 115 for five dudes you know you're still paying 21 points a guy so you got a jump packs 26 points for an assault marine with rag grenades and an extra bolt pistol that doesn't yeah. score i mean yeah it, maybe they have extra rules. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe they gave them extra attacks or something. I don't know. But if it's just the points change, <laughs> okay, great. 
still not. What kind of what yeah. kind of sucks about it is like these are non monetary like decisions they're making. Like this decision to like bring the points for destroyers down didn't have to happen in a book eight release or anything like that. Like it, it drives me crazy because like if you were to do everything you did minus models that you're doing right now and just release it in an FAQ, then if you did this a year ago, you would have like I have horse on board. You would have had like us on board. Like it would have been like a fucking event like for the like the century dude it would have been like oh my god i have armies like planned now for this i have these planned armies and all this stuff and then you know we'd be writing lists like crazy and like it's like forge world has like totally missed this fucking momentum so that they could like push out necromunda and i guess uh what else like blood bowl blood bowl and titanic is like what what like Support the game. I don't know. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy because a lot of the stuff is fucking cool, but it's like, man, that would have been cool a year ago. And then, you know, when we were playing and the hype was fucking stupid, like this would have been awesome. Like that would have been like, that would have been perfect. And it's not like you did anything that cost you a shitload of money. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's like, fuck dude. Like right now, like, I get more hype out of seeing stuff Legio models drops than I see that come on the fucking Forge World page. Like honestly, for the past like few months, I'll see these like these knights that Legio models is pushing out and our Legio models. I know some dudes like, oh god, fucking Michael keeps saying Legio, but like I keep seeing these like these models drop and I'm like, dude, like this keeps me hype. This keeps the hype rolling. Tarot model maker keeps the hype going, but like Forge World, man, they just dude you're a publicly traded company you need to get off your ass and fucking support this game like ah sorry it's good man but it's like putting a spoiler on your 94 civic it's like yeah it looks it does look better but you're not gonna drive it (laughs) like what like i get it Yeah. (laughs) yeah that looks better too bad it's fucking rest of it (laughs) too bad it's 2019 son yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I'm pretty excited for the white scars. I'm excited to see people get those new models. I'm excited I sold to all see... my Blood Angels. I ain't starting again. <laughs> <laughs> Not even after the new stuff. You don't want a Day of Revelations list with Sanguinius and Blood Dude, Paladins. That'll be everybody's going to be running the exact same list. It'll that's like that's if you see Blood Angels, that's all it's going to be. Oh yeah, but it's like cool list <laughs> it's a badass list did you see that they offer those like jump uh uh they have those jump uh jump custodes you could buy like 50 of them or some shit like that for forge world yeah i don't <laughs> they had a box i just don't of none of that that doesn't blow my skirt up man anymore i'm just i'm i've moved on you know what i mean well, no, I just think it's so funny that like it's like, hey, <laughs> you can run fifty of these. <laughs> some guy like you know, some dude's like, honey, I know that the kids' tuition's coming up, <laughs> but but I can run fifty. I can run fifty of these guys, and I can get them in time for Adepticon. 
and then I'll get that medal that I wanted every year. I don't know, man. I just I can't. I don't even have to bring the Sky Shield landing pad. <laughs> I cannot wrap my brain around their pricing. You're talking to a guy that literally built an entire structure just to play games in, but can't afford to play Heresy anymore. Think about that for a second. No. I say on Fenris. Woof. I get it. You've probably printed enough models in 160th scale to be the equivalent of a Heresy army at this point <laughs> and have only spent like half of what you would on a heresy army <laughs> not even half <laughs> it's i mean it's, i just I, I got my you know you get your dust or your i bought a bunch of dust shit and you look at the amount of shit you get for the money i got my hate kickstarter in and I, like i said they're like a buck 50 a model and they're done by the you can't say that's the hilarious thing about this hate kickstarter the funniest thing about it is no one can say well, they're not the same or it's not as good. It's done by eight. The art and the design was done by Adrian Smith, who did the best art that Games Workshops ever had in any of their books. It just it's almost undeniable. And the models were sculpted by the guy who used to do the Primarchs. So you can't say it was, a you know, not equivalent or whatever. And you look at the models and they're every bit as good as any Forge World model that's out there right now. And they were a dollar fifty a piece. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know, man. I don't have an explanation. My argument was always the, uh, was always the, like how much stock you have to have for each of those. Like you're, you have to reliably have enough because everything they do is, is molds and resin versus injected plastic. And I don't, I don't know, dude. Like I, like, would you care if, Forge World move to injected plastic? No, like, is that, I don't give a damn. Like, well, what's the problem? Like, it's like they're like a boutique of a. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, well, let's a, let's let's just be real here. Like me and Henry were kind of talking about this today. The plastic plastics are better than resin now. They just are. You can get more detail out of it. You just can. Like it's better. I think. I don't like. So how do I word this? I don't like the trolls with birds on their head. But I think that the level of detail on those models is better than Forge World's resin models. You're not worried about the uh, so so a lot of these like in, especially some of these new kits that are injection molded because of the level of detail they can get out of them. It takes away the modularity of most of them. So like like with the troll, he'll come in like a snap like fit model. I get it, but Sanguinius isn't modular. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that was kind of one of the drawings into, like, you know, like, I want a troll who can be modular, you know, I like, especially when it comes down to, like, No, I get that. Mode. So, like, your normal Marines and shit are fine, but, like, a tank, like, some of the tanks and shit, like, you don't have to be, like, the way a tank works, like, it's all, like, 90-degree angles, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be resin. The fucking shit can be plastic. Yeah, that's true. That's 100% well, true. Yeah. Like the Sakarian and fucking yeah. literally. Why, do, why do you have to have a 20 pound resin model that costs like more than a used car <laughs> for <laughs> what reason? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, you warlord. We're looking at you. <laughs> when you you have it in injection molded plastic in a miniature form. <laughs> you fucks. <laughs> How dare you? 
yeah, dude. I don't I don't know. CNC has come so far to make those uh to make those molds and shit like that. It's just I mean, I just can't the pricing, man. I mean, I, I know people just be like, oh, just buy recasts, whatever. But I mean, that doesn't support the game either. So I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, I legit, like, I I don't have any kids. Me and my wife were dual income. I make really good money at work. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't blow money on drugs. I don't do any of that. This is like base war, miniature wargaming is my only hobby. And if I legit like wanted to start a new heresy army right now and buy all legit models, I can't afford it. It, it does not. I mean, I guess I could, but it would take me a couple years probably to build an army, you know, without just like running up a shitload of credit card debt. And it, I just can't wrap my brain around. Like I look at it and I'm just like, man, to buy these five dudes and put like buy bolt guns or whatever. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. And then when I went to go sell my blood angels and my salamanders, you get literally like pennies on the dollar. And they were like pro level painted. So I'm like this, this, it just doesn't, I can't, I can't do it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I just can't, like, I, I understand the financial side of it, especially trying to sell it and whatever. And I look at these other games and it's just like, man, I can get like five times the amount of stuff that to me, it's definitely, you know, a different aesthetic or a different game or whatever. But if you just look at quality of model, I mean, you play dust. I mean, look at the newer dust models and sculpts. You can't tell me that like a dust tank doesn't like as far as detail level wise and quality, it's not as good as a Sakaran. Well, okay. So devil's advocate on this one, like dust studios versus forge world. I would imagine that probably like two or three years ago, forge world probably purchased some sort of like like I remember whenever they were getting all their shit resin casted in China and then like you know like that got out that that was happening and so they brought everything back in house so I, I I would imagine that at some point they had to like hey we need to buy this giant resin casting setup and we imagine will it will like depreciate over the course of like 10 or 15 years because 3d modeling and 3d like 3d printing isn't where we think it is going to be at. And CNC is, is just too shitty right now. And then unfortunately, whoever made that fucking call was like on the wrong end of technology. Whoever their like CTO is like, fuck, I know I told us it was okay. And that we weren't going to be at this level. Whereas like dust studio dust studios like hey we're coming in we're trying to start our company cnc machines are fucking dope right now like everything can be created in zbrush like we can make all of our models in 3d put that into a cnc have that reverse cut out of these metal things do injection plastic and we can make these fucking hella nice models which is the same thing gw main's doing but now it's like forge world's like fuck we're stuck with this like, we have to get 10 years of use out of this because, like, uh, uh, what are we going to do? We're going to sell it? Nobody's going to buy our fucking – like, nobody wants to buy, like, a resin casting system. Like, it's just not going to happen outside of China, and they're probably going to just, like, buy it for pennies. So I can see where they're trying to, like, squeeze the fucking last of the lemon that they got. But, like, realistically, that's the only reason why I say, like, dust can come in now. And like the same people that make hate can come in now and make these models that just shit all over Forge World like level of like like 
it, it's plastic. Plastic is just better than resin. Like no matter how you look at it. And in the past, you had it towards like, man, we couldn't get that detail level. Well, now they can. And plastic is just much easier to work with. It's less, you know, less susceptible to like flash or fucking, you know, like warping or mold bubbles, slips. mold slips, all that shit. Like plastic is just there. I'm like, it's pennies on the dollar compared to resin. And it's just like, fuck, dude. I feel like somebody at the at Forge World made the wrong call a while back. And now it's just like, oh, we got to live with it. We make resin models. I'm sorry. We got to get our money out of this. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> so I don't know. That's the only reason why I say like, like Dust Studio is coming in at this like grand age of like being able to create something like they, they can come in now, make their toys for better and cheaper than Forge World could two years ago. But Forge World's kind of like stuck in the the dark ages right now with their shit. It sucks, dude. Fucking sucks. But I don't know, man. I just can't. The pricing is just woo. Like, the prices yeah. absolutely need to come down. I don't know how they could justify the prices for like it's just it's going to be it's it's honestly it's going to just come down to where like people are modeling and print like some I, I promise you some Mark three STL is going to slip out the gate like somebody's going to just sit down and go, hey, somebody's um, going to sit down with some digital calipers. Exactly. Some guy's going to say, well, I'm going to make a Mark three Marine. And it's going to like, I'm going to make the sprue and everything and I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make that STL and that STL is going to get out and then it's going to happen. And it's just going to be like photons are going to be cheaper or just DLP printers are just going to be cheap. And everybody's just going to start fucking printing their models. And it's just going to be like, we have to change how we do our business. Like we 100%. Like if we're not going to, if our resin models can't look as nice as some of the stuff that's being 3d modeled, then we need to make airtight rules or we need to just like completely change our business model. It's gonna be wild. We're in for a fucking hell of a ride. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do. I mean, I just like, you look at like a dust M seven Walker is what you'd say. It's, it's slightly bigger than a rust, slightly smaller than a land Raider. And you can buy one painted to a level that probably, 90% 90% of people that play, you know, 40K can't even bother to paint to, and it's like $20 more than Land Raider kit. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> Same size, everything. And I don't, I don't know. The pricing structure is, they got to keep the investors happy, man. Dust is public. A lot less people that they have to keep everybody happy. No, I'm not just comparing it like straight to. I'm just using Dust as a example because I've been buying a lot of their stuff lately. But I just don't like I. Same thing with like a lot of these little third party people that are just like making shit in their garage or like now that I have a 3D printer, I'm looking at the shit that I'm capable of. Dollars in filament and it comes off the printer and I'm like. This is just as detailed as like this Scorpus Whirlwind. I hate to tell him. And I have like Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking telling you, man. Derek's fucking wing he made. I couldn't like if you were to prime both of those and tell me, hey, which one is the resin one? I don't think I'd be able to tell you. I, I it'd be like, uh, oh, <laughs> hey there, little girl. <laughs> hey, mama. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, let's get to this email and then 
I have to call it quits because we have work in the morning. Yeah, well, we I have I have ribs waiting for me. That's more what I'm concerned about. So get the priorities. Yeah. So this comes from Matt. It says, "Hey RFI, since the emails have seemed to have dropped off a cliff since the change of topic, I thought to remedy this. I thought to remedy this. So here are two short stories about the joys of being a substitute teacher. You're a hero. So first, You're a hero. not for teaching, but for sending these stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude, love me some stories. So first, during one of my first months as a substitute teacher and desperate for work." I accepted a day posting at what I would come to learn is the most gang violence ridden and crime rattled middle school in the city. Things were going well. Had <laughs> it middle school? Yeah, dude. Oh fuck. Middle school. Tom Berenger. <laughs> Things were going well. Had introduced myself to grade seven class. Told them what their teacher wanted them to work on and went about cruising about the interwebs looking up rad 30k paint jobs as you do when teaching when teaching in quotes is often just babysitting at a better pay scale. When out of the blue, I hear a heart. I hear a heart. Fuck you, man. Followed by a few. He's got a knife comments. <laughs> well, fuck me. Guess it's time to break up a knife fight in a fucking grade seven. Yes. Grade <laughs> fucking seven class. Luckily, maybe for me, I had worked as a bouncer for at a bar in Calgary a few years previous and had a rough idea of how not to get stabbed whilst dealing with this shit. Long story short, disarm this fucker and walk him arm chicken winged behind his back to the office and right to the school resource cop. Needless to say, when I told him about my my day, he insisted I did not go back to that school because I quote, fucks grade seven. Wow. Damn. Dude, for real. <laughs> That's why I wish like it was just okay to just carry that pepper spray. Like, have you seen that movie Wind River? <laughs> like, have you seen Wind River? It's a pepper spray. He can't argue. It's it's a it's a screenplay by a oh fuck. It's the same dude that does a uh, does Sicario and everything. Oh my gosh, this dude's fucking great. Oh, what's his name? It's a. Uh, while you're looking that up, this reminds me. I'll send you the video. So a video got out. You know what SHOT Show is? I'm sure you do, Michael. Oh, yeah, of course. So explain what SHOT Show is for people who don't know. SHOT Show is basically where, like, all the major gun companies get together and they all, like, show off what they're working on and their latest uh, their latest achievements and all that jazz. They like You get new companies who are, like, fresh out of the booth. Taylor Sheridan's the guy's name. But anyway, they it's, all, it's like... GunCon. Huh? Yeah, it's GunCon, basically. It's yeah. the exact same thing, like Comic Cons, but for guns. So tell your Wind River story, and then I'll finish the the shot show thing. Oh no! So in Wind River, like screenplay by Taylor Sheridan, you guys, if you don't know who Taylor Sheridan is, go look up literally everything he's ever fucking made. Watch it, and you're gonna have a good time. Like if you listen to this podcast, you're gonna love Taylor Sheridan. He makes Wind River, Hell or High Water. Uh, Sicario 1 and 2 and then he also does the Yellowstone series everything he does is fucking badass it's fucking gold love that dude but anyway in Wind River there's this part in there where they're like they're going to a door and they open it and they're like yelling at this dude and he pulls out this like I don't know it's like Fiji water size like bear mace thing that he like pulls the trigger on and it just goes all over this fucking FBI agent lady and she's just like "Ah!" and like blinds fucking everybody I would have one of those on me at every class that I took 
So <laughs> after watching Live PD, my thing is sicking dogs on people. Like Michael's is tasers and shit like that. Mine is Live PD. Anytime there's a dog on there, I just root for somebody to get stupid and for that cop to let that dog loose on him. I love have it. You, have you seen that that episode where like that dude like like basically he sicks the dog like it's two dudes in a car. And like one gets out and they both start running and he lets the dog loose on one and he catches one of them and, and like then runs the with him to the dog and the guy's been fighting with the dog for like yeah. five minutes. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And he's like, he's yeah. terrified because he's like, fuck, dude, like my fucking because he's worried about his dog. Like he doesn't know. Yeah. Like, so well, the classic on that one, I think we've talked about it on this show before, but when he catches up to him, the guy with the with the other with the dog. He's sitting on his butt with his legs out, like facing the dog, like trying to fend the dog off. And the dog is like sitting on its butt, just staring at him. And and they're both panning because they're both exhausted where they've been wrestling around for like five minutes. And then like about every minute, the dog will catch its breath and then dive on him again. And he'll go, ah, and he'll wrestle with the dog. And then after about 15 <laughs> seconds, the dog stops and just goes back to sitting and watching him. And he's like, fuck. So there's like breaks <laughs> in between the dog attacking him. And they're both, just, they're both just staring at each other, panning the dog and the guy going, ah, ah, where they've been wrestling for like five minutes. But this dog has this dude's like full ass forearm in his mouth. Like just clamped down as hard as he can fucking, like just... So my favorite one on there, and then I'll tell the shot show story on fucking live PD is the one where it was the sovereign citizen guy and he refuses to get out of the car. And this cop goes, (laughs) he's standing there with his dog and there's this, so he's on one side of the car with another cop with an asp, uh, one of those like fold out batons. Yep. And the other, and there's another cop on the other side with the same thing. And the cop goes, okay, this is exactly how this is going to go. We're going to count. If you're not out, we're going to count down from 10. And if it reaches zero, both these cops are going to bust each side of your window out on both sides. And then I'm going to send this 100 pound Belgian Malinois into the car <laughs> to drag you out. And then we're going to arrest you. Okay. We clear on that. And the guy doesn't respond. And he counts down from 10. He gets to zero. Both cops go. <laughs> and the dog goes through the window. And you just hear. <laughs> and the doors come open. And they fucking drag that guy out with the dog still attached to him. And they handcuff him and put him in the car. It was so funny. Because it was exactly how that cop described it. The way he described it was just like no emotion like a robot. Because we're going to count down from 10. They're going to bust the windows, and I'm going to send this 100-pound Belgian Malinois through the window to drag you out. Are we clear on that? Okay. <laughs> it's exactly what happened. It was the best like moment on TV I've ever seen. <laughs> I just pictured that cop like, please let me get to zero. Please <laughs> let me get to zero. <laughs> and what's funny, the dogs love it. When they get done, they're all running around their tail fucking wagon with that the dog smile on their face, getting treats and shit. The dogs are just um, for it. Just love it. So anyway, the shot show, uh, thing there. Have you seen this thing called a shock knife? (laughs) No. Okay. So imagine, imagine a USMC like K bar. That's like the thickness of a chainsaw blade. And then around where the blade, the sharp blade would be, it's got a sensor that when it touches, it tases you. So it's like a lightsaber that shocks you, basically, but in knife form. It's called shock knife. My God. Like <laughs> wow. So it's like a training aid because you could use this knife. 
Yeah, the the I'm watching people sparring with it. Yeah. Oh, so, so it doesn't train. have it doesn't have an edge. It just has that like taser. Edge. Yes. So when it, the edge of it touches you, it shocks the shit out of you to to represent the pain that you would get from a knife cut, so you know you've been hit. Okay, so it's for like, it's on paper. It's for training. Yes. Well, so you can also just tase the shit out of somebody with a knife. Yes. So I just figured that's a toy that Michael would like a fucking knife you can tase people with called shock knife. But there's a video out there where. Tim Kenny was Tim Kennedy was demonstrating it or somebody was demonstrating it and he came along and people who don't know Tim Kennedy is a he's a uh, he's a Green Beret in the Army and he's a trained sniper and all this he's been in the Army he's also fought UFC and he's like one of the first five black belts for Army combatives and was almost UFC middleweight champion he's a bad dude so at Shot Show to demonstrate the knife some like random dude I'd never heard of, this Brazilian dude comes along, and Tim gives him the knife, and he's like, here, just attack me with this knife, and I'll try to defend it. So these guys, like, all these people, like, gather around him in a crowd, and they have, like, this, like, this dude attacks Kim, Tim Kennedy with this fucking shock knife <laughs> in the middle of this crowd, and Tim, like, gets him down and, like, jujitsu's the fuck out of him and ends up, like, kind of disarming him, but, like, he basically restrains him to the point where he's got his two arms and he likes is holding it against his neck shocking the fuck out of him <laughs> oh shit oh. he even switched arms yeah <laughs> oh shit yeah he, he like there he goes damn everything in his power to, like did he tell that guy he could have like oh fuck no <laughs> <laughs> he's so fuck <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy, dude. Like he like so Tim Kennedy gets him on the ground and like he like reaches around Tim Kennedy and hands his other hand the knife. And like so Tim Kennedy has to realize that the other hand has a life knife now. And so he's just like bam, 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 like just fucking jitsu's the shit out of him. <laughs> Damn. Did that knife ever get him though? It didn't look like it did. It may have I'm sure it did, maybe a little. I mean, not obviously it wasn't a significant strike where it would have actually killed him and if it was a real knife. He's like, no, no, no knife for you. No, I, I don't know. I, I saw that and it made me think of you with the shock knife. <laughs> no, I just get a taser, bro. Okay. I just tase the shit out of people. So what's so, the other email? Because he said you had two emails. Yeah, he said second, which you can read in the same spe- same episode or save. This time there are no knives involved, but power tools, pressurized pipes and explosions. Before we get to the details, this is not a first-hand story. Thank fuck, but in a summary of an event that happened with another sub at a high school here, which we all got to learn about the staff meeting at the end of the day. Preface, preface out of the way. Let's get to it. So there's a newer high school here up by the airport, which caters to the offspring of many an engineer and the like, so offers aviation mechanics as an elective. The AVI lab is full of power tools, pressurized pipes and shit, and also high schoolers. The worst, right? The worst, right? So somehow, one of these idiots thinks it's a good idea to lean a piece of sheet metal up against said pressurized pipe to brace it for him to drill into the sheet metal. Turns out, not a great idea. The pipe violently depressurizes and sends a t- and sends tears of sheet metal flying into the kid's hand, which then sends most of two fingers flying further. Fuck. The, the lab was then closed for a few days while repairs were made, and a new workspace away from the pipes was put in. Thanks to the great podcast, Matt. Thank <laughs> so, you, Matt. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Fucking kids. 
Apparently, when my dad was in middle school, <laughs> oh, he was in a, he was in a shop class, <laughs> and apparently, like a kid cut off one of his fingers on the table saw, and like so, my dad goes, he goes, I remember Mister, like my dad remembers every fucking name that's ever been exist. He's like, I remember Mister So and So just looked at him, saw that he cut his fingers off, and he went. <sighs> like he got up out of his desk. He's like, I told you that happened when I was in high school, and the shop teacher threw the finger. The kid passed out, cut his finger off, passed out, like hit the floor, passed out. So the teacher picks him up and puts him in his like roll around office chair and threw his finger in his lap, and then was like pushing him down the hallway in this rolling chair with the finger in his lap, screaming, "Help! Help!" all the way to the office. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> At least nobody got their fingers cut off. I was in Mr. Rohan's class in middle school for shop. Nobody got their finger cut off. I don't remember how I. I don't know how I just pulled that name out of my ass, but yeah, that that was his actual name. He was cool. He had a uh, tinted glasses, like a Vietnam vet. <laughs> so, but. Anyway, that's the emails we got, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys stopping in for this episode. I got some ribs to eat. So this was a good one. It was thick. It was a thick little episode for you boys. So anything y'all want to say before we clear out? Dude, we talked about everything. We talked about dust. Talked about BattleTech. Talked about 30k. Talked about barbecuing. Talked about 3D printing. Talked about pricing of models. I think we've pretty much covered everything. You got it all. Talked about fantasy. So. Talked about how 8th edition sucks and I don't know where Tim's head's at. I'm going to call in tell him that, you know, if you're going to like resurrect a dead game, let's not resurrect the edition that was the worst. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) to each their own. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We all have a good one. Bye. Bye.